Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer, expressvpn.com lorehammer to learn more. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 18, Minor Xenos Races, part three. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. And I'm wearing a Hello Kitty band-aid. Uh, this is Jordan. <laughs> um, that was Mark, by the way, wearing the oh, they ap- know it's me. aforementioned Hello Kitty band-aid. <laughs> oh, they know. And joining us today is Rio. How's it going? Good. It's good to be back. Of course. Last episode you were on was Tau. Yes. The greater good. Did we ever land on if it was good or not? I'm not having that conversation right <laughs> what do here. What you think? <laughs> it's not a good way to start the episode. <laughs> the, the you motherfucker! <laughs> nope, not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, I guess that was that would have been a while ago at this point. Um, good to have you back. Yeah. Obviously. It's nice to have some fresh meat. I mean, fresh. <laughs> you know what I'm going for. What are you, what are you touching now? <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Um... But I guess we want to uh, mention a couple things about some previous episodes uh, that we were chatting with one of our fans. You know, someone was just emailing us uh, friends about something they thought we might have missed um, in one of our episodes. Yeah. So it was during episode eight, and I'm not gonna lie, that was so long ago. I have no idea what episode eight is. But it was. Uh, uh, I don't remember what we called it, but I remember what it was. It was like the humanity, like from Horus Heresy after the Horus Heresy. Oh, Age of the Imperium. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually what we called it. Is the Age of the Imperium? Yeah. Um, But in it, we talked about like second founding. Did we? Um, we, Yeah, we talked about a bunch of stuff. But the main point was yeah. uh, The main point that he thought we missed was that during the Beast Arises campaign, he was making a point, and this is a. the one guy that I've been talking to quite a bit, his name's Woody. We called him that last time. And he sent me a message. He's like, uh, can you call me Woodrow? Because people don't want me to think I'm a penis or something like that. <laughs> so we had a good laugh. We be- we bonded, friendship and whatnot. So his name's not Woody, it's Woodrow. So I only, instead of like no, Woody first Allen. Some, first impressions for me, stick. No. 
Oh. So it's Woody. Well, sorry. I tried. I tried. I like Woodrow. It sounds very sophisticated. Yeah, I think of uh, Archie Butler. He's wearing a, a smoking <laughs> Woodrow jacket. Wilson. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> sipping on some cognac. Yeah, I think that's how he wants to be visioned as opposed to a penis. And, and like one of those single, what do you call those? A single, monocle? Yeah, a monocle. I don't think he calls a penis a Woody, though. When I, I think of, when I hear Woody, I think Toy Story. That's awkward because well, I think a of clean penis. <laughs> <laughs> I think of an erect penis. Specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got a Woody. Yeah. yeah. Is that like a Canadian term? No, like or? a morning wood. Yeah. 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 I've never heard You've that. Never heard, what? <laughs> I've heard morning wood, but I've never right. heard Woody. Oh. No, Woody. Yeah, I've heard it referred to. As Woody. So now that we've got that <laughs> clarified, yeah. or did we? I, I don't, don't. I don't know. I don't. Welcome. Addendum for episode eighteen. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll do some research. We'll get back to you guys and clarify this whole proper situation. term for erect penis. <laughs> Ninety-seven proper terms for an erect. <laughs> oh my goodness! Derailed so quickly. Imperial so fist badly. So join the Beast Arises campaign. Uh, one thing that we didn't mention and that he brought up was. Uh, the entire Imperial Fist chapter was wiped out during this <coughs> this time, and uh, like when we were talking back and forth, like I kind of brought up why we thought it didn't really matter, and yeah. that like it matters, I guess, and like I can see how some people would see it as important, but especially just, if you really care about the Imperial, yeah. Fist. But just the way that they did it, in my mind, it didn't feel you don't feel the impact of losing an entire chapter, so. When the Horse Heresy happens and the Dropsite Massacre happens, the Salamanders, the Raven Guard, and the Iron Hands, they all suffer huge casualties. Like, they're, they're, I don't know the exact numbers, but they're probably 100 strong legions, and they get all wiped out to around, like, 10,000. Like, somewhere in those ranges. Which, 10,000 Space Marines is still a huge number. That's still, yeah, that's still today's massive. time, 10 chapters worth. Yeah. That's 10 Imperial Fists wiped out. 10 chapters of Imperial Fists. Like, that's the equivalent. It's crazy. And uh, they're still said to suffer to this day from the Dropsite Massacre, which was 10,000 years ago. Like, you, you feel the impact of it. Like, they're still suffering, like, these yeah. chapters. 10,000 years later, where yeah. they should have had time to recuperate their numbers, and yeah. for some reason they haven't. So Yeah, but even though they still had, like, a huge number of Marines, where when the Imperial Fists get wiped out, like, they basically just take from all their successor chapters and rebuild it in a day like nothing really happens like you just don't feel the impact of it it it's it one of those feel severe yeah it's one of those things where it's like oh the whole they all got wiped out but they're back now at full strength yeah like it didn't take them like you know a millennium to get back to full strength they were just back at full strength like even the ultramarines when the high fleet behemoth happened or is it Behemoth? I think it's the first one. It was either Behemoth or Kraken. I think it's Behemoth. Uh, one of the High Fleets, when they attacked McCraig, and they lost the entire first company, which is only 100 guys, uh, it took them, like, 200 years to fully recover. Like, you feel the impact of it, and that was only 100 guys that they lost. Yeah, where... I mean, one-tenth of their entire chapter. Yeah. But, like, Ultramarines also have the most successor chapters. Yeah. Right, so you'd but, think they would be able to recuperate easy. But yeah, they, they have such a large population, yeah, but like they yeah, explicitly they, say it. Takes, yeah, they make a point of it. Yeah. Like this was a huge loss. Where yeah, yeah. but it's good the, to note the one thing. So then he countered me and he said, um, "Well, they they lost the ability to go into sleep, um, like their, like their coma sleep or whatever. Which, like that is an effect, but 
it, it's worth noting, but once again, you still just don't feel it. And I think that's why we didn't really mention it. If that matters, I don't know. But the, thank you. Yeah, no, the big thing is, like, we, we love these emails that you guys have been sending us and the back and forth that we get, because, like, we don't know everything about the lore. Oh, God, no. Like, <laughs> and we are going to miss stuff, and it's good to hear, like, other people's opinions and what they think and why. Yeah, the other uh, point he mentioned was the, like, after the Beast Arises, it's a direct thread from there to the creation of the death watch which, yeah which i guess we missed which um, is yeah i i think we me and you got stuck in the argument of uh oh well this was when the ordo malice was found and it's like oh, well no technically they the, were always no right was, it was the difference between the ordo malleus yeah. versus the inquisition i think and, it was one of those classic bittering moments <laughs> where we probably <laughs> we're fucked yeah. um yeah so yeah that's the other thing that happened that we didn't mention which is a pretty big yeah thing. that one's a pretty dur- like a pretty big consequence of the beast arises yeah. is the and I, I think another reason too why we probably didn't mention it was like we will do a death watch episode and that's kind of when you know we'd talk more about their founding and for sure but whatever yeah it, it's just good to know that other people have different thoughts yeah that, like, it's cool to see like what you think is important and yeah and what you would talk about as opposed to us so yeah thank you for your email woodrow it's appreciated send more Nice. Um, well, me and him are texting back and forth daily. So I cut my nice. finger last night, and then he texted me this morning. He's like, "Oh, I seen your Facebook finger. Is your finger okay?" It's like, <laughs> oh, he loves don't, me. don't show concern for Mark. That's yeah, it okay. only makes him yeah, think he has value. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on the topic though of uh, sending us emails and stuff, we have been getting a lot of like. More reviews on Facebook than I would have expected, which is awesome. Like in this last like three week period, we've yeah. got a ton, which like, is really cool because yeah. it's, it's good to know that you guys actually think we're doing a good job. Um, but I have a favor to ask of you guys, and the favor is to review us on iTunes. iTunes is like our biggest area where people download from us, and the more people that review us, the more that potential listeners yeah be. if you've ever listened to a podcast you've heard this spiel before you know hey ours is unique no it's not i'm just like, kidding y'all know y'all know just yeah. go review us on itunes if we're it providing a service that you like take yeah. five minutes five minutes take 30 seconds how, how long does it take you to type i got this sl- is good i got slow internet i can't read well <laughs> my wife has to translate it takes me five minutes okay <laughs> all right for regular people just take 30 seconds and do it for us yeah that'd be, that'd be great and keep keep uh keep sending us emails yes, like please they're it's great. fun yeah it's really fun um all right well let's um do one of our other segments haven't done this in a while um welcome this is 40k is not funny and I it's a have a grim dark place. <laughs> it's a grim dark. And I have a joke for you guys. All right. So an Imperial Guardsman, a Space Marine, and an Inquisitor walk into a bar. The Guardsman says, Ow. The Marine breaks right through the bar with his reinforced skull. The Inquisitor accuses the bar of heresy. When the bar refuses to confess or even move despite sustained torture, the Inquisitor executes the guardsman for failing to defeat the bar in combat. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, 40K is not funny, guys. Very serious place. Yeah. And no one's safe. Not even the bar. Not even the bar or the guardsman. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. Anything else before we dive right into it? I'm ready. All right, let's do I'm it. I'm buckled up and this ready for another fast-paced adventure. And part three <laughs> minor of Minor Zenos. Zenos. 
It's we're almost done. Yeah, we got one more after this. Yeah, and the last one, it will be so quick. I'm feeling it. We were we struggled to write this outline. Like it was. Yeah, I think we tried to write it like four times. Yeah, it was so <laughs> tough. We we'd get together. I'm at my computer, and Mark's just uh, like no one just no one wanted to read. No one wanted to type. It was bad. But let's do this. But we struggled through for you guys. For you. For for you. Uh, all right. Let's get in. Today, we are going to talk about the Oreti. So, the Oreti, um, they are described, their males are small, stealthy creatures. They have long forelimbs and a single back limb. So, I kind of hmm. picture it like a, an arm is literally growing out of their back. So like, oh. a, like a tail? Or? Yeah, I think it's more of a tail as opposed to like... Oh, uh, I pictured it like at the shoulder blades. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> That's why I thought it was so <laughs> You're weird. sick, Eric. You're a sick man. <laughs> no, I think it, yeah, like more of a tail. A just tail like, would make more sense. But it, an arm. Okay, but it has like a hand on it? Yeah. At, at like the tip yeah. of the tail? Yeah, like, <laughs> a nice little grabby hand. With, the, with an opposing thumb too, so it can... On both both sides, two opposing thumbs. Ooh. Oh, that'd actually be really useful. Double though. grip. Yeah. Um, this allows them to make powerful jumps, like... I guess it's like a spring they can push themselves yeah. off the ground with. Uh, fe- the females, so this is the interesting, is the, the males are small, but the females are twice the height of a space marine, which is pretty big. How many feet is that? It's like probably around 14, 15. 16. 16. It's crazy. Well, a space marine is 10 feet in power armor. Oh my god, no they're not. Yeah, they are. You're trolling. You're trolling me. That's <laughs> pissing me off. <laughs> we just need so to do a space marine episode. So what you're saying is the females are BBWs? Big, no. big, beautiful women. Big, beautiful women. Well, I mean, <laughs> who's that one guy in Star Trek who screws all those aliens? All of them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the man. captain. William Shatner? Oh, oh, like uh, Cap- uh, Kirk? No, Kirk. Kirk yeah. yeah, I'm no Kirk. <laughs> but maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Huh. Um, the already legs, they end in hoofs, and some can speak gothic. So obviously they have their own way of communicating and they can somewhat communicate with us. They create energy weapons that are held by their stomach hands. (laughs) So they got a tail hand and now they got got stomach hands that (laughs) hold their weapons. I don't. I don't get that. I don't get it either. Okay, so replace your nipples with hands. <laughs> and, mo- and lower them. Oh, yes. Yeah, lower them to, you- to where your stomach is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, just like little like, T-Rexy arms. I, I more think like of it like pincers or mandibles yeah. and less of like actual hands, but that's... Yeah. I don't got anything other than what Lexicanum says. <laughs> <laughs> Their weapons are too weak to penetrate marine armor, but are still dangerous to unarmored targets. Yeah. So like they're probably, yeah, more like bio-harmful, like... I just thought, like, maybe they're, like, old-fashioned, like, can't penetrate the, like, the actual armor, but they'll still do yeah. damage to your flesh, right? Yeah. Um, they also wield gleaming blades, and they have iridescent armor, so very shiny, these guys. They are a wanderer race, scavengers and carrion feeders, and apparently they're just a shadow of what they used to be because their planet was destroyed at some point. Mm -hmm. So it kind of forces them to be wanderers and scavengers. Hmm. And they live in small, dirty villages, but can make crude spaceships. So it's like a race that it's like you're stuck in like an old, like a backwards type of um, technology. And then you get like shot forward because like, of some outward interference. And so you like skipped all the middle parts, right? Like you can have spaceships, but you don't have any weapons that are capable of dealing with other spaceship people, right? Like 
You're missing some stuff there. Ah, and that's what we got for the already. Our next is Osirian Cybirds. Cybrids? Oh, you, oh my gosh! Yes, it yeah. is a cybrid. Although cybrid. I did, ma- I did read it that way. The I, first I, time I, read, I totally read it and was calling it cybrids. <laughs> it's for a easy long to time. be uh, dyslexic on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spelling. Yeah. But it, yes, it is an Osirian. I knew how to read it. Okay, <laughs> I knew the whole time. Will you uh, pronunciate it for us, Mark? They are highly psychic race, um, and they're clad in baroque armor containing ghastly, barely vis- visible corporeal forms. Yeah, so it's like the armor like contains their body. That's yeah. how I picture it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So yeah, I wonder if they can cool image. I wonder if they can manipulate their arm, like their body, and they could like take any form of armor. Right? I don't like see why not? Maybe they make like a humanoid one, but they also make like one that can like crawl along the ground or one that's really tall. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Because it doesn't sound to me like they have any actual like shape. Yeah, yeah. What do they mean by baroque armor, though? Like highly ornate. Like when I hear baroque, I think of like yeah, very. Um, like an older style, yeah, and also like yeah, ornate is a good way to describe it. Like a lot so of attention to detail, hmm. yeah, stuff like that. Like when yeah. uh, when Forty K talks about Baroque, like don't they normally talk about like something in the past? Usually, well, I think the only other time I can think of the word, yeah, is him. Trays in the Infinite, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's like highly engraved or like stylized, like like an artificer armor. Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, their ships, like their spaceships, were uh, tall and hourglass-shaped. I think we seen a picture of it, did we? I'm no, pretty sure it, we did. Hmm. And it was, yeah, it was super tall. Very, yeah. Like, they instead were like, of, like, lengthwise, flip right. the ship, like, height-wise. Yeah, they were vertical <laughs> in their orientation. Yeah. Um, the one thing that's crazy, too, about them is, like, so they're highly psychic, and they have the ability to mentally enslave other species. So, naturally, this pissed off some people. Right, of course. And, uh, you know, they, the Imperium is not one for being enslaved to Zeos, <laughs> so they sent, uh, the Ultramarines sent a legion against them, and uh, this was, like, during the Great Crusade, and before they had their Primarch. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, they took heavy losses. To, the, the Ultramarines did. Yeah, Ultramarines did. But then, you know... In true... In true Imperium fashion. Yeah. They withdraw, and eventually they find, like, their Primarch, and then, like, the Primarch goes back and, like, redeems this slight yeah, on the uh, Legion's history. Yeah, apparently, like, when Reboot came back, and he, like, he, or not came back, when Reboot, when they gain Reboot, and he, like, assumes control of the Legion, like, he is said to notice, like, a slight or pallor that, like, rests over the entire Legion, from this defeat that they had and he said like he had to plan for like decades because he wanted to like regain their honor or something during this because he like everyone was in a funk until they went and did this yeah well it was probably one of the few losses that the race especially for the ultramarines right yeah so these guys must have been pretty powerful then like i can just imagine them like psychically controlling other space marines and like Mm. i don't know if they actually did but eh, maybe I, we can only imagine, right? I'm like, imagining. <laughs> good. Um, but what was crazy is um, he took 100,000 Marines <laughs> in his assault of the Osirian Cybrids. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's probably like one of the few times that many Marines were gathered in a place. 
Like, you could probably count the number of times, like, yeah. on, like, ten, ten yeah. fingers. Yeah, like, obviously, like, the Siege of Terror had more, but, you right. know, I know what you're saying, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was apparently, like, um, like an honor to be... So they boarded them. It was, like, a, a frontal assault boarding when Roboot, like, fought the Osirian cybrids. Um, and normally, like, you know, you do your long-range batteries, and you, like, wear them down, and then you send in your, like... Tactical guys do fast attacks where their guys out, but it was just this was just a straight frontal assault board for hmm. the ultramarines, and it was like people like vied for the option for the ability to go be part of the frontal assault. Yeah, it's like it's everyone like, like yeah, exactly. Everyone like viewed it as like this is what the, was their redemptive moment. Yeah. So I don't know if they say they exterminated them. They definitely won the battle. Yes, and you can draw conclusions from that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was too big of a slight for them to leave unanswered. Yeah. Uh, the next race is Paramours of the Morpheus Rift. So that's a interesting name for a race. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wonder if, like, hey, it's a Paramour of the Morpheus Rift. Right? Like, <laughs> uh, they're described as abominations and a horrible threat, and they were confined to a near uh, small area near the galactic core. Unfortunately, it's all we got on that one. Yeah. yeah. Although the word Paramour does that means lover, right? It makes me think That's of what like think sirens of. when I when I look at this, you know, okay. like I don't know. I like Cause I'm not I, sure when I think of paramour, I always picture a parasol, which is just like that umbrella. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, or the yeah. band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, that one. <laughs> not the not the umbrella. <laughs> um and after the paramours, we have the Faroki. This is okay. I thought this was one of the dumbest ones that I've ever read, actually. Because <laughs> so they're described as they fought with the Tau Empire, and the Faroki can't see the color bright green. <laughs> so the Tau use this to their advantage by incorporating it into their camouflage. Now, Mark, why would the Tau have to do that when they can turn invisible? <laughs> when they have stealth suit technology, yeah, that literally <laughs> renders what they are invisible. <laughs> well, have you ever heard of the rule of cool? I have. Isn't this cool? Isn't turning invisible cooler? <laughs> oh shit! You're right. <laughs> like it's it's so dumb. It to is be odd. Like, yeah, uh, I the agree. Only, yeah. The only thing I could think of is this was a time before they had stealth. Or maybe it was like a commando campaign and they didn't have access to the tech yeah. at the time. But you're right. Like, it's such like a weird. Right. Like, thing. the Imperium, like, would the Ultramarines change their armor color? No, no. To no. incorporate the color green? No. Well, that's an unfair example because. Would, would, like, the Death Corp of Krieg do it? Their color scheme is red because of all the bloody bodies. They, right, they, but that's what I'm they, saying. Even like, if they change it, give them so... a day and the bodies will just stack up and it'll be red again. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's just it was odd to me that like the Tau they use this bright color green and they painted their stuff. Like, <laughs> the Tau are known to do that though. Like use actual camouflage. Like when you picture uh like step worlds, they can actually be like any color scheme because they they do use camouflage. They're one of the few races that actually use it. Hmm. Yes. Like no, the, I, and, and I do see that. I like, know, I know. It's it's weird. It's like they sure. don't need it. Why don't they need it? Because they have invisible technology. Okay, that's why they don't need and it. And but what's the point of camouflage when almost every race has like some form of infrared? Maybe these guys didn't. I know, specifically. Eric! They also can't see Eric. If they don't have infrared, it's not even a threat to the Tau. Because <laughs> if they can't create that, the Tau are just going to wipe them out with their superior tech. <laughs> That'd be a funny battle to watch, though. Because they kind of just like walk, walk around them and just... 
<laughs> destroy them, Mike. I guess there could be some funny stuff with Just that. Just be like chopping down a forest, you know? Oh, no. The Tau, this is something the Tau would do, too. Those fuckers. <laughs> Chop down a forest. A tree. You're pissed off because they, I they am. use wood? Save the trees. <laughs> uh, okay. After the Faroki, we have the Saigor. And this is another race where all they did was created a weapon. They have the crystalline handgun of some types. You could probably assume that it's called the crystalline Saigor handgun or to some That's effect. That's a very safe, uh, safe yeah, assumption. Yeah. It's a waste of a cool name, though. The Saigors? Yeah. For real. Because yeah. I think of like some massive creature. Yeah. I think of uh, like a Chinchian uh, beastman, like a gore. Like, remember oh, how okay. we were talking about gores? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the blood gore. and the- Yeah, like a Saigor, like a psychic gore. Okay. From Chinch. But. A minotaur. Sure. Don't. <laughs> ah, he's <laughs> touching me again. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, okay. Our next race is the Pocktroon, and we could go into the Pocktroon, but. Actually, Rio, was, <laughs> yeah, was, Rio was with this on our last episode that we did the Pocktroons. Um, they were a Tau. They were the first race ever to be assimilated into the greater good. We actually have a whole discussion on them. Go listen to episode 11 if you want clarification. Yeah. It's actually quite interesting. It, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Because yeah. there's a lot of good debate about that one. The next race we're going to talk about is the Coral. An intelligent, advanced, insectoid alien. Uh, and they're bug-like. So uh, their society was run by a queen capable of laying waste or laying several thousand eggs a day. And apparently, like, she just laid them in, like, pools of, like, sperm. Ah, perfect. Like, yeah. They said it was like, a mute- like my bedroom. Oh, what? Boy. <laughs> what? Does your wife lay eggs? <laughs> no, the sperm part. Pools of sperm. <laughs> yeah. It was described as like, oh, <laughs> you guys can make penis jokes, but I can't make a simple sperm joke. Yes. That's exactly what that means. <laughs> Uh, Bodily fluids are a little more. So, Jordan, you would rather have Erky, Erky. <laughs> a penis in your head? No, no, he like if Jordan had I probably like, would. <laughs> to be honest, it's easier to wash penis off his yeah. hand than sperm. Yeah. Right? No? Am I wrong here? Hmm. Yeah, okay, so go to our Facebook page. We're going to be po- holding a poll here. Which one would you no, rather have? No, we are not. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Keep going, Mark. The queen could live for thousands of years, uh, but the average male only lives for ten. Very, very much like any type of yeah, any insect, type of like yeah, yeah. hive. Yeah, uh, they communicate through chemicals or what is that word? Uh, olfactory form, <laughs> which Cannot is smelling, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, they communicate through chemicals and their smells, so they can't communicate with us. Yeah. Which is fine, because we don't want to communicate with them. No, no. The only <laughs> thing you need to send across is a bullet. Yeah. Um, they were infected by either a disease or by chaos brought about by human interaction, potentially of Nurgle origin. Hmm. So humans are just dirty, and they spread a Nurgle disease? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and we say they're the plague on the galaxy. <laughs> Isn't humanity really the plague? Um, they were aided by the Eldar in dealing with the disease, and they demanded a queen egg as payment. Yeah, it, it sounded like the Eldar wanted to help create like uh, an untainted coral. They were like, look, your race like was diseased or whatever, but if we take a queen, like we'll create or we'll help like keep it safe so it'll like 
will grow into like an untainted version of your race. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. It like the, the well, the elder don't like chaos, right? So right, they're trying to like yeah. But it sounded like they were trying to help the coral in this. Yeah, why not? You think so? When I read it, I, I thought like they were trying to they wanted an egg for nefarious for, yeah, purposes. For their own purposes. Well, know. like you're right, it probably would be for their own purposes, but it would also be beneficial for the coral. Like, right. In the just, long run. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. The Eldar, like, aren't a, a particularly nefarious race. Right. And while they do have their moments, like, for the most part, they're, like, they re- assumed the mantle of the Old Ones, which was, like, to care for the galaxy as much as they can. They're not I good at it now. No? No. They, they... They value themselves so above everybody else that they do whatever it takes to make them good. So, like, if making the coral untainted from chaos helps the Eldar's longevity, that's what they're going to do. It's not that they're, like, being benevolent and, like, we're trying to help you. It's like, we see that you have a use that's going to help us, uh, like, survive. Hmm. Just like when they uh, resurrected Rabu Gilliman, Hmm. they did it because they could see that humanity could fight off chaos. Okay. Like, it's not that uh, they're like, oh, these Monkai are going to be great, and, like, you know, we can't wait to see them prosper. Like, you know, it's <laughs> that, like... I don't know. It's uh, For some reason, that's my image of them. No, like, no, okay. not at all. The, the Eldar are all about, like, Eldar supremacy. Racists. Like, oh, yeah. Most things are. Most things are. <sighs> um... Yeah, so they had uh, coral mind grub infestations. Oh, like sorry, oh. We, you kind of skipped something. Oh. But because the the Eldar wanted the coral egg yeah. as like a repayment for helping them fix the disease, but mm-hmm. the coral refused. Ah. So then the Eldar stole an egg, hmm. right? And then the coral, for like they had, they just happened to have another queen or whatever at that time. So I they, think there's multiple queens. Like I, it sounded like this disease almost wiped them out. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and so they were like on the verge of being wiped out. So, but they happened to have another egg. So the coral race survived. Yeah. But they're all pissed at the Eldar now. Mm-hmm. Words. Uh, yeah, now you can go to your mind grub. I don't Sorry, want Mark. To. Okay, so the coral mind grub um, is like one of their forms, I guess, and it infests psychers, and it aids, uh, like the mind grub helps the coral control like these psychers from other races, mm-hmm. and that's what allows them to have warp travel. Is they would like infest these psychers, and then they would use the psychers to help navigate the warp. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um. They've achieved warp travel, and Tau haven't. What does that say about the Tau? <laughs> Intellectual superiority. They know the warp is bad, and they want nothing to do with it. That's a lie. Because they have some people in their greater good that have used psychic powers. They don't put... Uh, they, don't, they allow other races to do what they want. They're not dictators. Okay. <laughs> not willing to have the conversation. <laughs> Uh, so they modified their spaceships with Imperial tech and their spaceships were kind of cool because like they're, they're segmented like, and they could attach and detach and like, like, yeah, they're like little pods and you could grow a giant spaceship or you could have a bunch like little fleets. I just imagine like an Imperial encounter with them where like the Imperial opened fire on this huge, massive, but it ship. just splits. Yeah. Yeah. And like just bullets go past everything and then, yeah. And, and then, then they, they get go sw- back together and they swarm yeah, around. Yeah. Like it just, it would be a cool image. Uh, their vessels are highly advanced and heavily armored, armed, so, armed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they use like if they use imperial tech, they probably use other tech too. So they probably just find whatever is like super crazy and put it on. Mm-hmm. Also, when I was looking at a picture of their 
kind of the portion of the galaxy that they control. It's actually quite large from, from what that I saw. That they control or that they're active yeah, in? No, like they, that's under their control. I think they're actually somewhat major players in terms of different races in the, okay. in the galaxy. Yeah, like anytime you see like a insectoid bug-like one, you can just see that they would have a bunch of numbers, which makes it so you can control a bunch of territory, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the few races, though, that actually humanity would view as a, a threat to the galaxy as a whole, because I, I think they're pretty, I think they're pretty rapidly expanding too. Yeah, oh, what except, I, was reading, I mean, yeah. the queen can lay thousand eggs a day, several thousand, and there's like multiple queens potentially, and yeah, yeah like it's one of those like exponential growths, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so the next one we're going to talk about is the rack goal. A lot of people love these guys. Uh, so first thing, go check an image of them. Yeah, they do have a picture, and it's pretty detailed compared to a lot of the Xenos um, ones that we have. They have multiple pictures even, too. Do they? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just see the one. But let's do a quick description of what they are. Uh, they have eight limbs that can be used as legs or arms. So yeah, so if you if you almost look at them... They have, like, four legs on the bottom, and then they have a torso with four legs on top. But they can, like, bend down at the waist and then use all their legs slash arms for locomotion. But, like, they only need four of them to walk. But then if they really want to go for it, like, then they hunch over and they use all their legs. I like to think that then the back portion can lift up. (laughs) And then they're backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. They are tall, though. 2.6 meters. Hmm. Yeah, and they're reptilian in appearance, and uh, often their their body parts are customizable. Like they they use enhancements, like they put gun arm, you know, yeah. armored arm. I saw a picture of one with like a chain chainsaw arm, chainsaw arm, classic chainsaw arm. You know, <laughs> like so. Um, yeah, even though they're reptilian, like the older they get, the more and more enhanced they get, and eventually you you wouldn't notice that they're reptilian really because some of them become almost fully robotic, like which is an interesting um, measure of what they are, who they are in in their society. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that. Um, they are savage and brutal creatures, more likened to beasts. Nothing is more important to them than the hunt, and much revolves around the kill itself. Sound like Predator. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, even their picture, they kind of look like a cross between an alien and a Predator. Right. Yeah. Maybe they drew from both, because the alien, or the alien loved the hunt. The Predator was the... No, no. What am I thinking of? I have it backwards, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aliens are the stereotypical. The xenomorphs. Yeah. 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 Okay. The okay. So I I was right with first with predator with yeah. the with the mouth thing the blah. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the dreads. So they have like a caste system and uh, like it's out like I said like most of the things revolve revolve around the hunt so therefore like their caste system also kind of revolves around that. Uh, so they got four different classes of like or rankings. Yeah, four different rankings mm. or castes or whatever you want to call them. Uh, the first caste and it's the most common. And they're called the Marauders. And it's like the average guy. Like, you're born, you're one of these guys. Like This is where you start. This is where you start. Over time, you eventually, like, prove yourself in battle. And you might have other people that, or other rock ghoul that, like, follow you. And uh, at this point, like, 
all Rockwool will slowly become more and more enhanced. So these guys are a little more enhanced than the Marauder. Yeah, the Marauders. by the by technology, right? Yeah. yeah. And these ones are called the Clutch Masters, and they're responsible for a group of Marauders, and uh, the blooding of a Marauder. So it's like it's, it's like to it's me, like it's your like first a, trial, like right? It's, it's like a mentor, manhood, like right? Well, not your manhood, but you your know, alienhood, your, alien your Rockwoolhood. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's your first kill, like, so this guy will be, yeah, your mentor and help you achieve, like... Your goals in life, which is to kill and yeah. to hunt things. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, you can go for it. Well, I just want to say, like, once, like, the Clutch Master, once they help you blood yeah. as a marauder, like, they'll present you with your bionics and your cybernetics, yeah, which is kind of cool. It yeah. feels kind of ceremonial. Yeah. Right, yeah. so you look at this race, and they're described as being savage and brutal creatures. But even they have their own what they deem is like important and has value yeah. to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, so after that, they have what's called the Brood Masters, and this is just like they lead multiple Clutch Masters who lead multiple Marauders. Right. You know, it's just the next level up, and uh, they're known because they have a large amount of cybernetics and enhancements. Like they're more at this point machine than Rock Ghoul. Mm. Um, yeah. Then after that, we have abominations, which are the leader cast and the rarest form of the species. They appear to be some sort of spiritual leader and responsible for positioning the rock ghoul across the galaxy for raid. So, so as a spiritual leader, yeah. does this, could we assume that they even have some form of religion? I would think so. Right. It's, yeah. I got to wonder what that looks like. I don't think it does mean that they have like a religion, a religion in the sense that your guys are thinking. I think it more is like revolving around the hunt and the kill, you know, and the blooding and like. I think that's more of like, like if you want to feel like spiritually whole, you need to go kill something. Mm-hmm. Like I, I see it more as that as opposed to we're worshiping this divine being. The the only reason I might argue against that is because I doubt a marauder or even a clutch master. And probably most broodmasters have any interaction with an abomination, like because they're so rare, yeah. right? It's like if there's um, the Primarchs, right? There's when they were in the Great Crusade, like the Great Crusade is fought across how many planets with how many men? How many people actually saw a Primarch? All. Every single <laughs> Imperial every, Guard yes. and every single... No, I, I know what you're saying. Right? So, it's so, like, so you think that the Abominations are, like, actually worship themselves? Like, they're, like... I like I would assume so. Like, that's what everyone would aspire to be, right? Like, yeah. you want to be, like... Like, they'll... Like, the Clutch Master and the Broodmaster is describing, like, I heard tell of this great rock goal who was so laden with cybernetics as to practically be a god and... And like the orders came. I always get so fucking triggered every time you say the word. Little God. G, man. It's so Little funny. G. <laughs> just twitch every. Sounds so cool, though. I really want to see a picture of one of these. Yeah, it's like would they like they? They're an abomination. They're unrecognizable. Like yeah. that's what every rock goal to me would aspire to do. Right? They yeah. want to be so covered, and and once you reach that point, like you function differently. And mm-hmm. I don't suppose these guys have uh, uh, miniatures, do they? Uh, no. 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 But, they uh, see, they seem like they could like. There's potential to be. There's like, a lot of pictures. Yeah. Actually, I know I'm looking at the yeah. pictures. And like, even they could more, be like a major player. Yeah, and like whenever you uh, people are like, oh, like what minor illustrations do you want to see new models for? People love these guys. They oh, always really? want, yeah, yeah, these are one of the few that people are like 
Even like there's like miniatures. Yeah, there's like a a graph of all their ships here, and it's like yeah. pretty huge ships. They yeah, are very, massive. Very seem they seem like rather advanced. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, like they're advanced, but they're super brutal, and right. like yeah. so their their technology like is often brutal for the sake of being brutal, as opposed to like right. an elegant type of weapon that like. It's not stripping your molecular DNA particle yeah. whips. It's, or, just, it's just not like, know. yeah, neatly killing you. No, no, no like, their, their guns... <laughs> it's a good way to put it. Yeah, like, their, their main gun is called a razor gun, and it fires barbed slugs. Which so, is overkill. Which is overkill. Yeah, because like, if you fire a slug, like, I'm missing my torso, yeah. but it's also shredded now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, um, so, yeah, they do have technology, um, and, like, obviously, they have tons of bionics and stuff. And, like, just an example of one, they have what's called a photovisor, and it's basically night vision. You rip out your eye, you put in another eye, or a lens, perhaps. Maybe it's just a contact. Maybe they don't knows, actually man? rip like, it out. There's got to be many different levels of yeah, what it is, right? Yeah, and basically any type of uh, enhancement they probably can do. Yeah, if know? it helps in the hunt, they're putting it on, yeah. right? And then we'll talk about their starships, which are when... Uh, go look at a picture of their starships, because, like, Imperial starships are kilometers long like yeah. 10 kilometers mm-hmm. long and these ships are bigger than that yeah, yeah. they specify mm-hmm. that they are larger than imperial starships wow. which yeah. makes them massive yeah mm-hmm. and like they, they have a cool like uh image too like they're almost sleek but like everything ends in a point like it's yeah. very like yeah yeah it's they're cool looking like to me they it looks like it was a weapon that they attached jets to you are 100 percent correct and we'll talk about that in a second so they are large, but the workmanship on the weapon is really shitty. Like it, it's put to, it's described as being shoddy worksman, workmanship. So, like, uh, we also have a note here that says "big ass ships." Yeah. So apparently, that was worth noting. I was trying to make it easy for me to understand. And, big ass ships, guys. Yeah, and they hold between twenty thousand and thirty thousand rock ghoul, which is small. When yeah, you think about it, like, how many does an Imperial starship hold? Like hundreds of thousands. Like, right. And mm-hmm. these guys have 20 to 30. That, that's very little. Yeah. Partly because the rock wool are actually very large, I think. Yeah. And they're I think strong. it all has to do with the function of the ships being mostly. Mostly weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, too, like uh, where like an Imperial ship would need 10,000 cooks just to feed everyone, where these guys might not do that whole. You know, the eating thing. Well, they definitely eat, but like they maybe mu- yeah. they get hungry, they just go raid a planet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure it's a very different. Yeah, like for sure. I don't think the Imperium would have counselors, you know, but you, maybe they have 500 <laughs> counselors on their. They ship. don't have counselors. They have people who make sure commissars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have people who make sure you aren't committing heresy. Yeah, but these guys. So yeah, that that's one thing. Like. There, there's still a lot of them on the ship. Yes, but, like, but it is they're bigger than Imperium, but they use much less people per yeah. ship. The the way their ships work too is they have what's called a stutter fusion or fission fission pulse drive, and uh, they release blasts of radiation to like propel themselves in different directions. And it's also said like no one knows the effect of the radiation has on the people <laughs> on the rock pool, let alone the people caught in the blast of radiation. Like just right. imagine like. They're leaving a planet, so they have to aim their thruster towards the planet. <laughs> yeah. And poof. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of just like a final flip-off. Yeah, to, to a that final planet. screw you yeah. to the planet <laughs> that they just destroyed. Yeah. Um, so you were talking before about how the ships look like a weapon, and it's because they are. 
Now, hmm. assume for argument's sake that the Imperial ship is 10 kilometers long. This one's bigger. Let's just say it's 11 oh. kilometers long. They have a macro cannon called a Rohrer Beam that runs the entire length of the ship. So That's maybe crazy. this is why they can't put so many guys in their ships is because this barrel, this <laughs> weapon, takes up the majority <laughs> of the ship. And and that's a massive weapon. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. Like I'm just thinking why you would need such a long weapon. Maybe it's but just it's... this massive like rail gun that like the electricity is running up and down the whole thing. That's crazy. Hmm. But a blast from that might destroy like a giant Imperial ship or something. You think? I mean, depending on like what it is, like it's described as like a lance weapon. Which so is, it's so it's energy. Yeah, which makes it way more dangerous. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> because like a lot of even imperial ships, they'll use like actual projectiles on some of their weapons still, mm. um, and those take like a lot. Like they might go thousands of kilometers per second, but when you're in space yeah. and you're fighting space battles, that still takes a long time to travel. Yeah. But, like, energy weapons travel much quicker. So that sounds pretty devastating. I wouldn't want it to happen to me. No, 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 no. I wonder if they're in Battlefleet Gothic. Hmm. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I've never looked at that. I, so. I, I, I would say no off the top of my head, but... Could yeah. be interesting to fight, see something like that there. Yeah. yeah. That'd um, be terrifying. Just a bunch of these ships. Just <laughs> imagine, I, I would just have this, like, if you're on the planet and everything just dun, exits dun, dun, from dun, the warp dun, 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 and all of a sudden dun, these ships dun, just dun, 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 and all of a sudden you recognize dun, dun, dun. it's the raccoon <laughs> for your life! Yeah, and then they don't even fire at your uh, planet, they just all turn around. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and, and leave. Yeah. And you're just like, shit. We, yes, we survived. <laughs> no, 30 years later, <laughs> everyone's dead. <laughs> Through healthcare, like healthcare <laughs> failures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how they cripple the economy. Uh, next guys we're going to talk about are the Rangon. Rang- Rangon? Ranghan? Rangon? I don't know how to say their name. Spell it. Spell Tell it us, out. Mark. <laughs> Tell us how to say it. The way I would say it is Chimlo. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, the Chimlo were assimilated into the Tau Empire. That's all we know. That's all we got. Clearly, they don't serve too great of a purpose in the greater good, but they're going to take all not the Not like those minor people, like, like space miners or, you know, factory workers on right, the water exactly. world, you know. Yeah, those guys are actually contributing stuff. Yeah, these guys are just... They're just leeching off the Leeches, greater good. Yes. <laughs> um, next, we have the Rashan. Yeah, and all, we've talked about them before, and we'll talk about them again. Uh, they were created by the Old Ones to help in the war in heaven against the Necronter and the Satan. All right. Next, that's all we know. <laughs> yeah, like. that's, that's it for the Rashan. It, uh, a very old race, obviously, at least yeah. 60 million years. Yeah, I mean, and I guess they're still around, most likely. Yeah, if they're described here, it means they're encountered, right? So. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Old, old race, but not, not much written about them. Yeah. All right. Next, we've got the Reptos. Uh, they are native to the jungles of Hades. Is that how? Yeah. I don't know. I would have, I would have done Hyades. Hyades. Yeah. yeah. Hyades. Yeah. Sure. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't. Are they reptilian? <laughs> and, you know. Simeon and reptilian. Yeah. Which yeah. is like. Uh, this part we were planning and Christian was in the room. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, I didn't have any control over that, but whatever. None of so us did. I was like, uh, we were like, what's a simian and reptilian? And Christian pipes up and he's like, 
It's like a Star Trek. No, Star Wars. Star Star Wars. It's a Star Wars creature. Yeah, but there's like a monkey reptile, <laughs> like a monkey lizard or Me something. Me and Eric like oh, the yeah the the monkey lizard. It's in like it's in Return of the Jedi. Like it's. Uh, is it like that little guy that's like in Jabba the Hutt's palace? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That like what? has that annoying laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so Christian pipes up. And he's like, "Oh, that's what that would look like." And like, that's oh, that's okay. <laughs> Your knowledge, Christian, always astounds me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. Well, not really. Uh, and they are quick but small, and they're very easily killed. It's sometimes your notes, Eric. <laughs> Just, so he puts very easily killed, and then in parenthesis. Even by regular Joes. <laughs> okay. Are they more just like vermin? Yeah, what, it, what we were talking about is that Mark was like, yeah, even like a PDF can kill them. So yeah. PDF would stand for Planetary Defense Force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those guys like are... It's like a cop, right? No, no, no. It's more like an auxiliary. More like um, an army reserve. Oh, yeah. So like, they're on the planet and they just stay on the planet. Like they're regular guys. Yeah. And they have regular jobs. And then when all of a sudden you hear the air horns going off because spaceships appeared, they put down their pens and their tractors and they pick up guns. Oh, I see. And swords. And swords. Because it's 40K. Right, exactly. <laughs> and axes. Yeah. And bows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, e- like even them... No problem. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they're deemed low more than a nuisance. Uh, they have primitive technology, like they're stuck in like Stone Age level of technology. Uh, but they're tribal in nature, and apparently, like at some point, they were tricked by the Thousand Suns um, into being potentially worshippers of the Thousand Suns or Chinch. Or, yeah. I, I haven't read this. Books, the so lexicanum is kind of vague on, yeah. on what it happens, but it's like they do have some contact with chaos. Yeah. Hmm. Probably doesn't really help them at all. It's not like then they no. be, then they morph into a huge creature. Massive they, beast. Still it's like just... um, Squamcher from Rick and Morty when he like takes that pill and he turns into just this massive beast. I don't. You guys haven't seen. That I haven't episode? seen that one. Not that one. Oh, it's the wedding episode with Birdman. <laughs> Birdman and Tammy. You guys haven't seen that. One? Not that I have. Not that I don't particular one. What? No. Like they're going all nuts and he's like, "I'll take care of this," and he like takes his teeth oh, out. Oh yeah, and it's like yeah. thing, and he goes all massive. <laughs> That's what during the wedding, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. That, spoiler alert. Anyways, <laughs> supposed to say that before I think, but I don't care. Whatever. Uh, and that's can, all we got for yeah. the Reptos. So the next guys are the Rykogene. <laughs> oh, yeah, these guys. Yeah. Right. Very, very ambitious. Yeah. Very ambitious. <laughs> They've got big plans, big plans. Uh, their first contact was during the Great Crusade where they attempted to kill the Emperor. <laughs> and how, how about did they try this? They boarded his flagship... The most heavily armed and dangerous <laughs> ship in the entire galaxy. Most heavily guarded. How did they even get to board it without <laughs> being blown out of the sky? Incinerated yeah. by his overwhelming psychic power. That's yeah. my question. Maybe he just let them because yeah. he thought it'd be funny. <laughs> and he's so bored. Yeah. yeah. And the custodes on the ship are like, please, just let him obey. Yeah. 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 Give us something to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, because they don't need to actually be bodyguards to the emperor. No, he's the emperor. So, like, they don't technically have a job, so they no. need to do something with it. Why time. do you think they have their blood wars? They're so <laughs> the damn blood, bored. Blood games, yeah. Sorry, blood games. They're so bored. <laughs> so I can guess how this encounter ends. Like, obviously, they kill the emperor. That's how he gets interred <laughs> on the golden throne. Right. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> like, we have the Age of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. But eh, wrong. Ah, obviously, shit. this doesn't work <laughs> at all. Um, and in reprimand. 
<laughs> the Imperium launches a campaign of annihilation and exterminates the race as a whole. That's so, funny. You could just, like, what goes through their head when they do this? Like, was it just, like, their first encounter with the Imperium and they didn't know? Maybe it was, like, some rogue punk teenagers. No! Like, <laughs> on a dare! <laughs> Go vandalize that ship. Like, no. And then all their parents back home, they, like, see this crusade coming to no. destroy them. Oh, man. Yeah. Johnny, what did you do? <laughs> Who's nothing, Ma? <laughs> Just some big emperor guy. <laughs> oh, boy. Terrible decisions were made. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're gone. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next guys are the Saharduin. And they were lost. They lost their homeworld in an invasion by the Space Wolves during the Great Crusade. So I don't think, it doesn't specify that they were destroyed. It doesn't really sound like they did. Yeah. Um, but they're now wanderers in a galaxy ruled by man. Come on, let's be honest. They're dead. They're dead. They're all dead. <laughs> Maybe. The, Probably. Th- this list of Xenos is either dead or soon to be dead. Right. There's only two kind of Xenos out there. Yeah. Dead or about to die. Yeah. And there's only one kind of good Xenos, and that's a dead Xenos. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um no, I'm not a Necron player. <laughs> uh, tell us more. No, not here. Not not in public, Mark. <laughs> uh, the next race <laughs> we're going to talk about, because it all happens in his garage, that's why. <laughs> the next race we're going to talk about is the Saruthi. And they are a small and ancient empire of 40 worlds. Around. They, around. around. That's around. what that little symbol means, Mark. The wavy line means around. Approximately. Huh. Wow. The more you learn. <laughs> I'm not going to learn it. I'm just lazy. In one, I, didn't, uh, yeah. I didn't want to type out the whole world around <laughs> or approximately, so I put the squiggly line. Wow. <laughs> Interrupt me. I was in the flow. All right. Go back in your flow. I'm peeing. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So the Saruthi have no optical or auditory organs. They use touch, smell, and taste. And they are extremely well-developed in comparison to humanity. So just imagine walking around Jordan's house right now, yeah. and you can only navigate by taste. So you're licking the carpet, <laughs> you're licking the walls. You're like, where's that light switch? You lick the light switch. <laughs> so it's a good life, I think. Mark, you could also just touch and smell things. No, 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 no. Oh, no. you got to taste I got, I got a cut on my finger. I, the hand's no you can't longer use them. useful. I got to use no. my tongue. And uh, they're described as... Arachnid and crustacean, and uh, they have five limbs. Like when they're heavily descri- armored spiders. <laughs> yeah, like and they're described or as crabs. like a yeah, yeah, crustaceans. Like, arachnid or yeah, arachnid crustacean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like they're described as having like a flat body, like a crustacean, but then their legs are probably like hairy and like more built like a like a uh, arachnid or something like that. Is there a picture of them? I don't think there I don't is. Think so, but apparently they walk on stilts. Yeah. Yeah. So that is interesting because they are already tall. Yeah. Right. So they have five limbs and they're two meters tall and twice the mass of a man. So they're large and big. But they also walk on silver stilts and it adds an entire meter to their height, which is like. Have you never done anything for the sake of vanity? And from the middle of their body, apparently they have a boneless neck and then their head sits on top. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like a disc and then the the head rests on top? I, I think of like a. You know, like a starfish, one of those starfish with the really long limbs. Okay. And then just a, uh, like a head on it uh, <laughs> coming out of the middle, you know? That is odd. Not weird at all. No. <laughs> Welcome and to- then the head wouldn't have eyes, right? Right, of course. No eyes or... So it's just a mouth and a brain. 
I wonder, like, how does it taste? Oh, taste is in, like, maybe it just tastes the air around it. It's not actually licking stuff, Mark. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That is canon. That'd probably be more likely. Yeah. Licking things? No, that it tastes the air around it. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying Mark's was more likely. (laughs) Jordan, don't agree with him. Don't validate him. Definitely not. I got fans now to validate me. (laughs) Oh, God, please don't. Uh, an interesting thing about them is that they can interlace their fingers <laughs> into an eerie resemblance of a human face. Interesting. Why would that be necessary? It's a party trick. <laughs> hey, look at this. Some people That's can knock pretty. off the cork of a champagne bottle. Some people can make human faces with their hands. Now, now consider this. So they, their whole race hasn't come into contact with the Imperium. They're making this face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> they don't know it's a human face. No, they don't. Then they come into contact and they're like, holy f- What? <laughs> <laughs> this whole time we've been making their face? <laughs> or so, maybe ju- they just throw like a blanket over top of their whole body and then they, they do just, puppet shows. Yeah. <laughs> and they just put their, that's, yeah. that's their version of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, they can generate some type of like blue electric energy field around their head, and it's capable of firing offensive like bolts of energy. Yeah, like necessary. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, it's like a natural thing. It doesn't. It's not like a warp generated flame. It's like a static charge. Is like how like they're like uh, eels and stuff. Like, right. There are things that can generate like yeah. electricity. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that they can shoot it, though. Yeah, yeah like yeah. they can direct a blast of yeah. it or something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But they are also knowledge- like very knowledgeable, and they covet like chaotic technology and knowledge. Yeah. So there was a time um, where they gave shelter to a group of humans fleeing the Empire in exchange for... It's called the, the Necrotuk, which is just a chaotic tome of considerable power. And, like... Part of me wonders, because they also have access to, like, a fourth dimension, mm-hmm. and that allows them to, um, like, create these, like, crazy landscapes, or what they call, like, tetrascapes, yeah. and it's, like, really tough for us, who we exist in, like, our knowledge of the third dimension, it's, like, really disorienting for us to, like, observe them or be in them, hmm. um, so it's, like, reality warping, right? Like, it makes me think of, like, Necron ability to, like, manipulate reality, but it it's also weird to me because they also have a lot of warp power. So I don't think this ability to manipulate reality stems from the warp itself, but it almost sounds like they gain their knowledge from the warp. I don't know. It's not really, it's not super clear, hmm. but um, in the Necrotuk, because th- this is what the Necrotuk is a chaotic tome of considerable power. So they sheltered some humans in exchange for that book, but the Necrotuk like completely corrupted their minds mm. and their souls and their genetic code. <laughs> and like civil war like erupted throughout their race because of like this book, this corruption, yeah. Yeah, and it like c- considerably like shrank their empire. So before they're around 40 worlds, now they're much much less. Um, so years later, after like this corruption, like took hold, there was an inquisitor by the name of Eisenhorn, mm-hmm. which is a really sweet inquisitor. Um, he attempts to locate the Necrotuck, but apparently it was like destroyed. Yeah. So by, then, by the, uh, Saruthi. Right. Like, they did it themselves. Yeah. yeah Cause they, it like corrupted their race. So yeah. they're like, Oh shit, <laughs> take it back. They can't, though. So it's destroyed. And then he's like, well, can't find the book. 
exterminate the planet. <laughs> and then come all the way here just to do nothing. Right, exactly. <laughs> Gotta do something. <laughs> yeah. Can't waste the precious resources of the Empire on nothing. <laughs> yeah. A wild goose chase. And the planet was exterminated. It was exterminated. Yeah. So. Um, the one thing to mention, too, about their use of fourth, that fourth dimensional thing is apparently that like that's their way to like travel. Um, and they, they describe it a lot like the, the webway, where it's like this weird like uh, place in between the warp and the materium. You can travel through it and like, mm. but it's it's different than the webway and how they do it. Yeah, it's like pretty powerful said. though. It, it's oh, crazy. It, it yeah. definitely would be because it sounds like it. It's without flaw. Like yeah. they don't say that it's it's not built of like warp. It's built of like this fourth dimension. So if yeah. you have a way to travel interplanetary like this without having to rely on the warp, yeah, you'd be doing pretty well. Yeah, but pretty well. Just chaos corrupted them and they lost any ability they had. Yeah. And then the Imperium happened. So we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. All right. The next race is the Scaphalids. Scaphalids? Scaphalids? Who knows? But they are an insectoid race. They have many limbs, a carapace, mandibles, boots, <laughs> gloves, <laughs> additional notes. <laughs> they have no effect. <laughs> this is just a little community quote for you guys. Just a little community. Mm. Uh, they have many eyes and they walk upright. Um, they can grow into great sizes as they age. Like, I wonder what that means. Who knows? Yeah, What's it, a great size. Exactly. Is it like yeah. the size of a small house, a hill? Well, I think they just—they probably just keep growing. Like they never stop. Growing. Right. It's That's like, kind of cool, actually. Because yeah. it's like most creatures that have like that hard shell—they molt. Right. Right. So maybe right. they just keep molting and molting and molting. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe there's no limit. They also hmm. are on a demon world, so. They're, that's fun. Like maybe they're like there's some like warp and chaos that's happening mm, around them too. I'm sure, yeah. Mm, yeah. So yeah. it would like affect. Maybe there is no limit to how big they grow, yeah. right? Because a rea- reality would stop you at some point. But mm. when you're on a demon world, yeah, you can have fun times. Yeah, yeah. You can grow as large as you want without the gravity affecting you potentially. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Um, on this demon world, um, I, I guess their 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 society functions around clans, so they're like. You know, plan based, and uh, at some point, a uh, worshiper of corn came to this demon world and basically showed them the wonders of corn, <laughs> the great, the great being, corn yeah. himself. Yeah, and these creatures loved it, uh, uh, so they, you know, start worshiping corn, and they will literally do anything for corn. Like they're cut off their own arm if they want for corn. They sacrifice all their numbers for corn. Like They just become corn worshippers. Yeah, it says they'll, they'll throw themselves at the enemy in wave after wave, even <laughs> if there's, like, they'll just do it for corn. Yeah. Like, they don't need to, like, think that they're yeah. gonna they, win They, they don't anything. do it with any complaint or yeah. little shame, apparently. <laughs> yeah. They just love corn. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They're just yeah. really willing to serve. Sound pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> well, they don't have any uh, sense of technology, so, yeah, they're yeah, they're not intelligent apparently, and all that. Yeah, all these are blades attached to like their two four limbs. So, huh. yeah, pretty. Uh, it's cannon fodder, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's no cannon. Like, no, they're just killing themselves. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> that's but, all for corn. But maybe there's some huge ones. Maybe that's their right. One exactly. Advantage. Maybe they're the size yeah. of like mountains yeah. or something. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good image. Just a mountainous. Let me just linger on that. Let me taste that. Okay. Uh, you can taste that over there. <laughs> the uh, next race is the Scandrain. And the Scandrain fought with the Imperium during the Great Crusade and 
rest in peace, Scandrain, their queen was killed by the World Eater Primarch Hangron. Mm-hmm. And they don't really do half measures, no, the World no. Eaters. <laughs> no. No, they do not. Oh. I think it's safe to say the Scandrain <laughs> are gone. They're gone, definitely. They're, they were one of the worlds that was eaten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I like to picture like this massive queen and Angron just like cutting and punching his way like through this mounds of like flesh and mucus. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, and he's just like covered in this like this dripping like alien Visca. goo. Yeah, like who knows? But he's just like ravaging the body. <laughs> yeah. All right. Enough of that image. <laughs> the uh, next race is the Scythian. There are uh, not much is really known about like what they look like or much of their culture or anything like that. But we do know that they like the vast majority of them were like warrior monks who specialized in like armed martial arts. Yeah, and they developed like their own form. Well, I mean, it's an alien race. Obviously, they developed their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's just like yeah, no, they're using jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Capoeira. Capoeira. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, they uh, are also one of these races that are known for a weapon and the the Scythian Fury Talons, and uh, or Venom Talon and the Fury Talon. Either or, I guess both. Mark, both. they're known for two. Yes, holy! Wow. <laughs> what's the What's the power mall? Chuffian? The Chuffian. The power Chuffian mall. power mall. <laughs> the Cygor crystalline handgun. <laughs> and uh, their ritualistic weapons, like they're warrior monks, so like they must like be. They would have, like, a code. Like, a monk, to me, has, like, a very, like, stiff thing that he has to follow. Yeah, and, like, uh, the martial arts is more so even about discipline, too, than necessarily, like, fighting. So that would be our interpretation. We would witness them and see, like, oh, like, it's much more self than it is, like, outward. Um, They were encountered after the Horus Heresy by the Crimson Fist. uh, And they engaged the Crimson Fist using their underhanded surprise tactics. And they were actually able to kill the chapter master of the Crimson Fist, Alexis Pulix. Rest in peace, Alexis. That's yeah. crazy, though. Yeah, it's not very often. I mean, yes, it happens, but it's like uh, how many Marines died before a chapter master, right? Yeah. Like, especially yeah. to in like probably hand to hand combat. Yeah, because they're warrior monks, right? Yeah. Like they use their. Uh, it was probably poison too. Those bastards. Yeah. And after all that happened to Horus, how could they? <laughs> how could they? For fun. It's for fun. My gosh. Um, the, so the Imperial, or the Crimson Fist, strike back and basically wipe out any of the race that they can find, but they were not fully exterminated. But they no longer have any, like, planets, or, like, they're no longer in any position of, like, power, really. And now they just wander the galaxy as mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Yeah. All right, the next race we're going to talk about is the Sheed. I like this race, actually. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, they're known to attack Imperial words. That's good enough in my books. All right, the Simulacra. No, seriously, <laughs> like, that's that's all we got on the Sheed. They just attack Imperial like, worlds. You could take that note and just put it into every race we just talked about. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. The Imperium doesn't have friendly relations with any of these guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Simulacra. These guys are crazy. Yeah, they, so they do ha- have a picture. Yeah, so go check that out. Um, they can shapeshift by ingesting the brain of their target, gaining their body, memories, and skills. So remember that picture we just told you to check? 
it's now shapeshifted into something else. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> the interesting thing about that picture is, like, is that the actual um, simulacra itself? Because yeah, it, like, it looks it really a, formless. It looks very, like, molded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if you me. look, it had, like, the two halves. One you could tell was more like a, a human almost. Yeah, oh, okay. And then the other half It's, was, like, halfway through its yeah. okay. shapeshift. You yeah. know what it look, kind of looks like, though, is the, the Demogorgon from uh, Stranger Things. Really? A little bit. Don't you think? Eh. No? If Never you seen want. It. I guess maybe when the mouth is closed, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I can see that. Maybe not. Yeah. But it looks like, it looks shapeless to me. Like, it doesn't have any features. Yeah, no sharp edges or like... Right? Yeah, like, no, it looks right. looks very, it looks like a lump of clay that someone put in a, a rough approximation of a humanoid Play-Doh shape. Monster. No, honestly, that's what it thinks of. And it makes sense to me, because then, like, the shapes and features of the oh, yeah. brain they just yeah, ingested no, I, I see what would saying. grow out of that. Right. 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 But yeah. the cool thing about it is that they also gain the memories and the skills. So you could like, this is a full on duplicate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to tell a simulacra no, versus I, Mark. Yeah, exactly. And like, you're like, well, what did you do on January 5th? The real Mark wouldn't know. So this neither guy would the would. simulacra. No, <laughs> maybe he would. He would. He he would. would. You'd be more Mark than you ever are. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that only lasts, though, for about four weeks because as the, the brain gets digested in their body, they slowly start to lose these skills, these memories, yeah. the ability to uh, remake the body. So that's kind of cool. Like, be talking to, like, the simulacra Mark and all of a sudden, like, your face just, like, <laughs> slips for a second and then it comes back. I'm like, what the shit? Or it just starts slowly drooping. Yeah, like, <laughs> melting back into the... Uh, Mark, you're melting. <laughs> It's fine, it's fine. Uh, but it only lasts for about four weeks. That's how long it takes yeah. for the brain to digest. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty, It's a pretty interesting race. Yeah. But that's all we got about them. Okay, okay. I've been waiting for these guys the entire episode. Tell me more. Okay, I have no idea how to pronounce these guys' names, but I think it's just the sloth. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, sloth. Sloth. Slog. Slog. I don't know. But... Mm. There is an image of them, and... Check it out. Yeah, check it out. So it's spelled S-L-A-U-G-T-H. Like, if you don't check out any other image that we're telling you to check out, check this one out. Mm -hmm. And if you don't check it out, let me paint you a picture. Think, have you ever seen uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes, that's a good movie. It is a good... It's my wife's favorite movie, I think. But don't quote me on that. (laughs) I don't know her very well. Um... (laughs) Uh, they're, they're a maggot-like creature, uh, like, that's formed of, like, many maggots. So, like, think, like, Oogie Boogie from that movie, where it's just, like, maggots, like, that all form, like, this one body. Body. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vaguely humanoid in shape. Vaguely humanoid. But also covered in mucus, too. Like, maggots and then mucus on top. Which is, like, and and it's crazy to think, like, you, in my mind, I picture, like, the maggots are, like, covering something. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like they are. Like, they're just, like, this grouping of worms. And, like, the worm forms the whole, which makes them, like, impervious to almost any damage. Yeah. Because you're just killing, like, a couple dead, rotting maggots. Yeah, you'd have to really kill, like, the whole thing. You'd have to incinerate. Yeah. Yeah. Because apparently it can regenerate really fast. (laughs) Okay. But this race is an impossibly ancient race. So very, very old. It's impervious to almost everything. Uh, Not much is known about them other than their insatiable hunger. Yeah, like this is what (laughs) drives everything about them. 
They are rarely contacted and on the edge of human space, which uh, translates to the fact that, like, the upper echelons of humanity, like, don't even believe that they exist. Yeah. Like, and, they and view the, them as, like, a, a myth or yeah. a nightmare. Like, mm-hmm. these creatures are so, yeah, like, nightmarish that people will chalk it up to that. Like, oh, there's no such thing as a... A sloth. <laughs> yeah, a Megan <laughs> race that wanders around and eats people. You guys are right. crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I think the Inquisition actually suppresses the in, knowledge. About it's it, right? completely possible because it, the Inquisition definitely knows about it. Yeah, and yeah. there's even something in their sealed inquisitorial records that says over the millennia, like planets have been plunged into civil war for the slog to th- to feed on. Huh. So in my mind, and I don't know if like the Inquisition let the planets go into civil war or if they instigated civil war because the slock like they don't want a whole war they want to pick off humanity little by little mm-hmm. right and yeah. they can beat a human one-on-one no problem but as a race as a whole they would never be able to withstand a war versus humanity yeah mm-hmm. so it sounds like the inquisition like either allows or instigates civil war to create a place where the slock can feasible easily feed and they can then contain them in this area like that's what yeah. it felt like when yeah. I was reading it. Like, yeah, that's so yeah, you, crazy. You, you don't want them attacking your agri world and disrupting food to the entire sector. So yeah, you, let, exactly. you set up this weird like little mining outpost and you you let the slog feed on it. That's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, but they the, and the reason they would feed on humans, it says, is because they're the most numerous in the galaxy. Right. And humans are like relatively weak in a single. And they're tasty. Yeah, of course. They taste delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, they are described as being extremely intelligent, highly resilient, and my favorite part, completely evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not many races in 40K are described as completely evil. Yeah, like, even, like, Chaos Space Marines, you could find some, like, redeeming qualities about them if you really look. Yeah. Like, some of them are, like, honorable. honorable. Like There is, like, a sense like, of honor. Like, yeah. the original Chaos Space Marines fell because, like, well, I don't want to get into it, but like the example is nothing else is completely evil. Even right. like when you think of evil things, like even the chaos gods, they're not necessarily evil. Don't say gods. Big G. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, for, for sure. But these ones, like the distinction is definitely made that they are completely evil. Yeah. They use um, biochemical technology and elemental physics surpassing even humanity and potentially the Eldar in their knowledge of technology. Which is insane. Which is crazy, because yeah. the Eldar is like one of the most technologically advanced. Yeah. And one of the oldest. Right. Yeah. Um, they are capable of traveling interstellar distances by using the warp. So that's like us, right? No. So they definitely have... No, like, I think it's without using the warp. Oh, I wrote with using the warp, but it is without... Yeah, on okay. Lexicanum, yeah. it's They can travel interstellar distances without using Okay, so I just <clears throat> mistyped that. Whoops. Crazy. <laughs> Glad someone's here to keep me on track. <laughs> that's um, interesting, though, that they can do that. Yeah, if you're able to do that without using the warp, that's pretty big. <clears throat> yeah. Does anyone know what they are using to travel? I don't think it says. Just I don't think it does either. They're elemental physics, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they just <laughs> bend reality. Yeah. yeah. Their cloaks and their armor are capable of allowing them to pass unseen or even mistaken as humans. Like, if you, like, because they have that humanoid shape. So if you just put enough cloth, 
on. Like it, it sounds like it actually has like some technology in it, though. It, like sh- it's called shroud cloth and shroud armor. Yeah, yeah. It can so, refract light. Apparently, yeah. so it yeah. does yeah. create like it can create like an illusion. An illusion, mm-hmm. Michael. They're not tricks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and they use necrotic weaponry that unleash eerie arcs of moaning energy capable of <laughs> moaning. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's like the energy gets shot and you're like, uh. uh and it's capable of destroying tanks, this energy. Yeah. It, it, one of them is described as it, like, it turns things to dust. Yeah. Which is yeah, that's crazy. Uh, pretty cool. <laughs> but also, I don't think they're guns, too. Typically, I, I mean, from reading it, it seems like they're scepters they or do, spears. But they do have ranged capabilities. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah, a staff like, that can shoot. Yeah, it's like different types of technology. Beams, I or guess. Or different yeah. uses of the same technology. Right. You put it in a scepter, you put it in a staff, you right. put it in, like, a range ability. Yeah. But all of them will kind of moan at you, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, the moaners. <laughs> moaners. Um, so they do have, okay, so they grow armies using their, using flesh and metal symbiosis. So they have like a pseudo living machines. Yeah. I don't. That sounds terrifying. I don't fully understand like what's going on here. Like, do they have like vats that they just grow? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Where they grow these weird things and yeah, they just attach like metal frames to them and stuff. Also, they have this one thing. Um, called a harvest, and okay. it's it's a it's a construct, a living and machine construct, um, and from what it's it's okay. Here, let me read it. It's a vehicle-sized amorphous mass of rippling wet flesh that <laughs> silently floats above the ground, and it searches for sentient matter, and it has these metal pinchers, I think, or skeletal <laughs> pinchers, and it just it grabs things, it rips off their head, throws the head in a bag. <laughs> for the slog to eat the head later, and I guess it just consumes the rest of the flesh. Yeah, for sure. Like it holds the head in like a sack, like yeah. a gel <laughs> that the slog will then like feast on later. Yeah, so, that's just horrifying. That's Massive disgusting. rippling wet flesh, yeah. and it floats, and it floats, and chops off your head. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, completely evil. Completely evil. No purpose other than being evil. They also have like a so a. As well as like the harvest, which is that one vehicle they have, they also have a warrior vassal construct. So it's like the militant version of their biochemical creations, and it's described as a pale, oval mass of fungal flesh filled with purple veins and metal lattices. So weird. Ugh, That's gross. It's like, ugh. anyways. Um, but yeah, pretty terrifying race. Yeah. Like, definitely something straight out of, like, a messed up nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is, like, nightmare stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, like, s- like, so incomprehensible to us, too, which makes it even scarier, like... Yeah, it says that um, people, when they see them, they even mistake them as demonic beings. I would mm. do that pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're so terrifying. But mm. they're, they're not. They're not chaos-related. Yeah. yeah. Um... They have uh, a known sloth, and uh, it is known as Miss Book. So take <laughs> as that in, as, as in like Miss Book. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Two words. Yeah. Like, like there was Mrs. Book. Like there's Mrs. Yeah. Book. There's Ms. Book. This is Miss Book. Yeah. So take that as you will. <laughs> there's no other information about. I didn't click the link. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just like the name. You just wanted to include the name. Oh. 
That makes me curious, though. <laughs> you gotta check it out. Um, the next race we're gonna talk about is the Slith. Uh, so check the image, and these guys actually have a model too. Yeah. Um, because they work with the Dark Eldar. Yeah. Yeah. So they have serpentine bodies with two sets of limbs. So it's basically like a snake, snake, like an upright snake that has four four limbs yeah, or I think four. Like arms. a Lamaya. Yeah, I, I always uh, relate these guys almost to, like, Fulgrim's body when he becomes a demon prince, yeah. or, like, the Lear. Um, yeah. But they, they're different. They are, of course. But, yeah. yeah. Um, they joined the Dark Eldar in excess millennia ago and gained their favor. Yeah, so when, like, the Dark Eldar... I don't I don't know if it says, like, when the, when the Eldar were falling or after the fall. Hmm. So it, I'm assuming it's after the fall. But, like, these guys, like, heard about the excess, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's something we can get behind. (laughs) And they just go join them. But an interesting thing about them is that they are very often used as mercenaries by the Dark Eldar, and they serve as bodyguards to Archons. Archons are, like, the leaders of the Dark Eldar, and the reason they are used as bodyguards is because regular Dark Eldar are too untrustworthy. (laughs) Yeah. So is that an interesting thing about them, or an interesting thing about the Dark Eldar? Oh, it's both. Because yeah. a, a dark elder's not going to take a bullet for anybody. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's ones... like taking it from him. Like, give me that bullet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need it, and then he kills him with it. Yeah. Um, and they're also very, very dangerous combatants. Yeah. Because they use swords, right, in their hands. I think they use two swords and two guns. Like, yeah. The four arms, cool. right? Yeah. So. And, they, and they're tall too. Like they're probably almost twice the height of a marine. Like. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. scary creature. All right. The next one is the Strinx. This one is so odd to, yeah. to picture. It's pretty unique. Yeah, it is. So they form near microscopic colonies capable of living on barren asteroids. So that's fine. Like, I can grasp that idea easily enough. But what makes it weird is they're clients of the Uvoth race, and uh, they comprise key components of their fleet. Like, they these micro um, near microscopic organisms so like tiny absolutely tiny somehow form like huge massive fleets for the uvoth mm-hmm. like it also says that they're crystalline uh, yeah it doesn't like it would be interesting to see like what their source is from and like actually read that yeah. to see if you could get like a different image of it yeah but it, it, like to me i think of coral right you know how like coral grows as like a rock i guess yeah. and it's like a microorganism that builds like this massive rock or whatever mm-hmm. that's what i think of when okay. i when i picture the strings okay that helps me wrap my brain around it then yeah and then they're like they're slowly just building and building and building mm-hmm. until they have these massive colonies yeah but and we haven't even talked about the uvoth yet but yeah. we've had oh. so many races yes. that yeah. like point or are attached to the uvoth the, when we get to uvoth it's just going to be like they had a bunch of uh vassals underneath them yeah, it's like, yeah. oh thanks <laughs> that's it that's all we got <laughs> um, but when the Uvoth were eventually defeated, these Strinx colonies, like, all split up, and they're just no longer considered a threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when they're all their near-microscopic colonies, we just, they're not any reason to be afraid of. All right. The Striite. The Striate. Striite. They are small, spider-like Xenos with white flesh and black blood. They have many limbs, each tipped with a vicious poisoned barb Mm. goes in rips out Mm, delicious uh they live in the jungles of styria 5 and uh, stria 
Australia? Australia. Australia. No, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's only words. Uh, and they employ many-limbed war engines. I wonder if they're, like, large, right? Like, they, yeah. they create, yeah. like, these massive war engines to compensate for their small size. Yeah. Uh, apparently, though, they're either big enough a threat or hostile enough that the Blood Angels and them got into, get into a fight. Yeah. Who knows what happens? Not me. <laughs> this wasn't Great Crusade time, so who knows what happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, the Blood Angels might have lost. It's possible. Yeah. They no longer had their great leader. Rest and in they peace. will never have him again. Except for when he comes back. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> All He's right. He's dead. He's dead. Maybe. <laughs> Let's talk about the Strixis. Oh, yeah, the Strixis. These guys are gross. <laughs> okay, so there is an image of the Strixis. Yeah. Um, I'm also I'm going to do my best to describe them to you. They are, like, their face is like a dog creature like it looks like a canine with like its snout like shoved in it makes like me think pug. it makes me think of an ewok face like yeah i was the, thinking like evil ewok yeah like yeah. the face yeah. itself the rest of the body not so much but they even um so okay hideous dog-like creature in the face they are human sized and this part of the description i don't get but a skinned dog embryo like just like weirdly shaped. What the and fuck like, is a skinned dog yeah. embryo? Like think of like a dog embryo, but then like put skin What's on it. What's the difference between a dog embryo and almost any other embryo? No, but like if mammoth? you think of like like a human embryo, it's like weirdly shaped. Like you can tell it's a human. It's but kind of like, like hunched over. Yeah, can you tell like, it's a human <laughs> in an I, embryo? I, just, I don't know what stage it is. I just think like that weird stage where it's still like weird description. Fingers yeah. I agree with like, you though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's messy. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, they, it seems like half formed. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, uh, yeah. they have four arms and they don't have any. Or sorry, four eyes. I mean. Yeah. And uh, they don't have any observable gender variation, and apparently they also don't have any young Wait. or anything that looks young. Where did you see four eyes? Are they like asexual? If you look at their picture, they got four yeah, eyes. Yeah. Oh. Their their picture makes it look like. They oh. Okay. Okay. It, it says it somewhere. Um. Yeah, and, like, who knows how they reproduce. Yeah, apparently they don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> who would want to know even? Right. Like, skin dog embryo on skin dog embryo? <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. They typically wear ragged clo- clothing, uh, and it's covered with ornaments and trinkets. Hmm. Um, like, they're very much like a scavenger race. Like, they're nomads, wanderers, traders, and raiders. Hmm. Um, they're basically scum. That's my notes. They're basically scum. Another That's Eric funny. note. <laughs> but yeah, like they're they're very much like just like opportunists. Like That's these, a good way to put it, yeah. yeah. Like they they just get whatever they want for the opportunity yeah. if it arises and like they'll just take whatever and mm-hmm. use whatever and they have no morals. No, not really. Yeah. Like, yeah, if like, it helps them in the trade, they'll lie, they'll cheat, they'll yeah. manipulate, yeah. they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just dirty little creatures. Yeah, it yeah. says they don't really have an interest in conquest or any ambitions really like, yeah they just like gathering stuff and trading it for yeah. other stuff but it does say that they're extremely dangerous that's yeah. what this says i yeah. think a lot of that has to do with like like their potential like and they could because they do have some dangerous tech and they've been trading for so long you know they've acquired some right. stuff yeah. and like Almost any race compared to a human one-on-one is extremely dangerous. Yeah, these too. guys have bony talons. We are soft, fleshy puppies, right? Like, we get ripped up by As bony talons. As opposed tans. to yeah. skinned embryo puppies. That's messed up. <laughs> I don't get that at all. 
Oh, and apparently their ships have force fields. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, whether that's their own tech or if they've stolen that tech from other people, yeah. it's yeah. hard to say. But, like, I, I, I envision each one of their ships, like, they don't have, like, classes of ships. Like, every no. ship is its own weird... A ramshackle of, scavenge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can just pick out, like, different pieces of like, technology. That's that an Eldar traded. piece. Yeah. That's, or, no, it wouldn't be Eldar at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, so, okay. They will trade with, like, everyone, even Chaos, yeah. except the Eldar. So they will do their best to avoid Eldar, and if they can't avoid, they will fight and kill Eldar. Yeah. Why do they do this? They ha- We have no idea. Huh. It says that the Strixis won't say why, and neither will the Eldar. <laughs> Maybe the Eldar stole one of their queen eggs? <laughs> right! <laughs> Eldar, those douchebags. Douche <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, they have, uh, they, they deal in slaves, too. And they call their slaves meat. Yeah. <laughs> I, it made me think, like, I wonder if they ate them and they only viewed them as food. But really, I just, they don't view them as, like, people. Things. It's just, like, yeah. flesh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because they're also, even though they don't have, like, a, a noticeable tech of their own, they are very prominent flesh crafters. <laughs> flesh crafters. Uh, that's, yeah. And, yeah. like, they'll create. Yeah, they're so hideous. Yeah, I know. They can't change <laughs> themselves. But, so they'll, like, create um, like beings of flesh, yeah, to, and like sell them, kind of like the slog, maybe. Uh, but with with actual like, it looks good and elegant. Oh, I see what you're right? saying. Right, so like, because they'll right. create these things and then they'll sell them. Oh, right. So you okay. don't want anything like disgusting looking, oh, like I a see. harvester, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> because and they'll create like some things like with a servitor mind, like mono task. Yeah. So they'll create mm. something and its only purpose is to load boxes, and that's all. Totally about ethical. That's, Absolutely, it doesn't. It's not. It's created. It doesn't yeah. have any. It's not on the list of sentient species. So no, it's totally ethical. Um, but they'll also <laughs> create like more complex things, like soldiers, right? And that requires like a little more like Flesh. cognitive ability. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. Um, yeah, and they favor energy weapons, and uh, yeah, like they're just scavengers, and they just. Go around and trade things junk for junk? Yeah. Like, I don't see, like, the standard Imperium person ever trading with them, but definitely, like, outlaws or bandits would. Definitely rogue traders would. Rogue traders, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Hmm. Probably shot on sight if they ever came to, like, a real planet. Yeah. All right. A real planet. A real planet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, The next race we're going to talk about is the Sylvae. And this race, um, they're actually a very highly spiritual and philosophical race, but they were manipulated um, by the Deceiver, who is one of the Satan, to, and he helped them reach, like, low-level tech. Yeah. And he kind of, I don't know, it sounds like... I think he helped them reach that level, so uh, then they would build massive, like, temples to him i think is what it said okay and um, he just wanted to be worshipped by them yeah like satan like love being worshipped or oh, oh so i guess the one disclaimer on this race is they were in uh the third edition necron codex right and so this is like the old cron so when the new cron come out like the lore changes with the whole satan mm. so yeah. whether this race is still like whether this would still be considered canon this is a good distinction yeah, it might not it be might anymore. not be but whatever yeah because that would make them old that would make them 60 million years old yeah like when the deceiver was still like its own thing before it was shattered yeah Um, Mm. yeah but uh just let's say they were 
like if this was still a thing, their lore was that they were manipulated by the Deceiver. He helped them discover like low technology levels. But then the Imperial Imperium shows up, and uh, the Explorators bombed their centers of worship. And what do you uh, what are you guys worshiping here? Better, <laughs> better be the Emperor. <laughs> it's not bombed. <laughs> Uh, and it blew up their places of worship and it killed their leaders. Yeah. And then, so it says like their race like kind of declined after that. Like they're thrown into disarray when mm. their leaders are killed. And the deceiver, like he sees this and he's like, you people are pathetic. So then he no longer values them and he wiped their race from existence. Chalk one up to Xenos. <laughs> yeah. Imperium 50. Xenos one. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around if that could still be lore. I don't think it could be like, anymore. Yeah, I guess because... Uh, it happened in when the Imperium was around. Yeah. So at that point, he would have been shattered. Mm. And he wouldn't have any... Like, the, the Deceiver wouldn't have any control because they're leashed animals now. But, like, if you had a Deceiver shard that was, like... Uh, um, Like, if you got enough shards and it somehow yep. escaped... Like, this could still potentially happen. I guess. Like. Yeah, if, if it was, like, him acting alone, I could see this happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty pretty confident that if that big of a Satan, like, shard is showing up to the point where it can take the form of the Deceiver. Yeah. Even if it's just Shadow. Like, there's some Praetorians after him. Yeah. There's some dynasties Yeah, like, I would definitely him. lean on the side that this is no longer canon. But. Yeah. Hmm. But not outside the realm of impossibility. Yeah. All right. The Sertian, Sertian, they are a primitive reptilian. Uh, so one thing I really like about 40K is, like, as opposed to many other um, sci-fi, is, like, there's a lot of insectoids and reptilians, which makes sense to me. Like, It's, like, the, the most easily evolved evolutionary like, yeah, component. Yeah, like, it just, not everything's a human or human-shaped right. or, mm-hmm. like, Humanoid. Star- Bipedal, yeah, yeah. yeah. soft, because like a soft body is not yeah, easily. Like, how evolved. did we survive this long? Right, like, exactly. <laughs> because there's not a lot of threats on our planet. Right. That must be it, right? But yeah, I like that. All the Carry dinosaurs on. were dead by the time we showed up, which yeah. makes us soft, fleshy bits okay. <laughs> meat, meat sacks, meat sacks, <laughs> filthy meat sacks. It's just the brains, man. We don't need uh, We don't need hard, hairy flesh. Not anymore. Yeah, no, no more. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been great ten years ago. <laughs> why specifically? I don't want to tell you why. It was a bad moment in my life. <laughs> um, but the Sertian are descendants of an ancient race that is now extinct, and they are capable of flying between planets in the Black Heart system. Now we had a little discussion about hmm. what does that look like because they don't. It's not described as them having any technology. Yeah. Right? So it's like, I'm like, well, what do you mean fly between planets? And Mark's like, oh, they have spacecraft. But I honestly don't know if they do. Well, because then they make, a, like, the Blackheart system, they make, like, that distinction as if it's something that has to do with Specifically that. the Blackheart s- system. So I almost wonder if this race is capable of, like, jumping from planet to like planet. Like, the one planet has such low gravity that it's like, bloop. And then you can enter <laughs> the atmosphere of, like, the other planet. And, like... That would be so unreal and yeah, wild. I but, can't even imagine that. No. Right? Like, that's, that's what it makes me think I imagine planets of. even surviving being close enough. 
Yeah, like they like, would just join into because and like create a you can't have wing, wings in space. It wouldn't do anything. You you need a right. You need yeah, rockets. You need, uh, you need propulsion. Yeah, you yeah. need propulsion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, but if you jump, then you go. <laughs> yeah, like if you just jump high enough, the other planet's gravity pulls you in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like obviously I. I, I that, we get the flaws behind this theory. Yes, but, it, but it's cool. Yeah. Like, it seems to be like it's specifically like in the Blackheart system. So then I was like, well, what's the Blackheart system? Yeah. And you click the link and there's nothing. Oh. So Now, it could just be, too, that they haven't developed interstellar. interstellar. Yeah. yeah. Like, they yeah. can't go from system so to system. So that's why it's only right, the right. But Yeah. But um, an it could have anything to do with the warp. Oh, oh, the... Yeah, it could potentially even too. But the one thing that really made us think that they're like literally jumping between planets is that they have like no technology. Yes, like they have very oh. like they're described as primitive, right? Primitive reptilians, and they live in ruins. What? So that's why I was like, well, how could they get? How could they build ships? Yeah, right. When they're primitive. Well, they live in ruins of like an ancient race or of their own race. It's. I believe it's their their own race because they are descendants of the ancient race that is now extinct. Okay. So sure. Maybe that could it be possible. Here's another hypothesis. Is that like, maybe they were in like highly intelligent and technologically advanced at one point. And there was some kind of technology, like a transit system between planets that was oh, built yeah. oh. that they still use, okay. even yeah. though now they're primitive. Okay. That's my own. No, that's a sweet one. <laughs> yeah. like, like, a, like a transit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Line, yeah. yeah, I could get behind that idea. Like space elevators <laughs> I, I or think something. I, yeah, yeah. I think I yeah. even like that one more than anything Aww. else. No, that one's sweet to think of. Yeah, that is cool. That'd be yeah. really unique. Yeah. yeah, And they have no idea how it works. No, they just yeah. know it does. Yeah, it's magic, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. That is cool. That's awesome. Um, another really cool thing about the Sertian is that they are waiting for an ancient enemy to waken from its slumber to enslave them. So, like, their prophecies are written in the ruins that at some point this ancient enemy will come back, will awaken specifically, and enslave them. So my instant thought with this is the Necron. Yeah, they're right? all slumbering, like... This race is an hmm. ancient race as well. Yeah, the, like, the Necron were known to enslave the other races, yeah. like mm-hmm. for like the Satan's feeding purposes. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So it totally is like that's sweet. Like a prophecy, like survived about the Necron and how yeah. they'd come back. Like sixty million years. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long time for yeah. something to last. That is crazy. Oh, I really like that. <laughs> that one image I have now of just like these space elevators. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Pretty sweet. All right. Uh, the next one we're going to talk about is Torellians. Yeah, so um, they are a reptilian species with snouted faces, narrowed waisted, broad shoulders, and they're slightly uh, shorter than humans. Lots of people have, I don't know if like it's a derogatory term or if this is like what the Torellian actually will like refer to themselves. I think the re- Torellian will refer to themselves as this, and they're called the Torellian dog warriors due to their uh, snouted nose and their mercenary tendencies. Like, their loyalties are to mm. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that's one of those Imperium derogatory terms. Bendies. Yeah, yeah, You know. Squiddies. Squiddies. Oh, yeah. yeah. We haven't even got there yet. But um, they uh, mostly actually fight with the Tau. Like, these are one of the Tau's auxiliary forces that they call upon. But I, I, I don't think they're, like, a full member of the Tau Empire. I think they're, they're a mercenary force. Um, they were almost destroyed during the Great Crusade by the Imperium uh, via uh, via virus bomb. 
which is always a fun time to go. Nope, no, it's not, Mark. Best way. <laughs> uh, and they have a grudge sit ever since against the Imperium. What? Yeah, apparently they don't like the Imperium because of it. That's odd. Yeah. <laughs> um, and recently, a portion of their species was even devoured by a high fleet. So. Yeah. They're they're, still, they're pretty active in current times. Yeah, apparently they're like galaxy wide. You're saying. Yeah, it, like they can because they're. I guess they're mercenaries. Like they show up anywhere. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Our next race is the Taralays, and um, they fought the Space Wolves during our favorite time period, the Great Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> And they were their dominions were lost, and they were most likely exterminated. Yeah, if you fight the Imperium during the Great Crusade, most likely you're going down. Yeah. Poor guys. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, our next would be the Thazim. This is a horrific race destroyed in the purging of Castilium by an Imperial biological weapon. Perfect. Thank you so much, Imperium. <laughs> For taking care of this horrific race, <laughs> Zeno's horrific. So we don't. <laughs> Zeno's ha- horrific is <laughs> yeah. yes. So we don't have to worry about it. So yeah. that's good. pretty recent too. M forty one. Yes, M forty one. Oh yeah, very recent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I do want to know though what what um, makes the Imperium designate a race as horrific. So you know? the, I guess it comes up to: Are you human? Check yes or no. Then you go to the then, chart. But then, yes, you survive. It seems like no, they specifically like the yeah. But then every race is her- should be described as yes, race. pretty much. So yes. But <laughs> yes. well, why is this one specifically? I don't yeah, think no, it, it is like a special designation. I just it's only mentioned a couple mm. times. But yeah. you got to assume that almost every race, like yeah. Okay, but you know what? Like those, true. Do you remember those monkey people, the simian reptilian monkey people? Yeah, yeah. Like they're small. Like that's not horrific. They're sentient, but like they're not doing anything they're not conquering the galaxy they're just a nuisance right. exactly they're considered a nuisance and you know you know those like reptiles that would like oh yeah yeah do you remember neck lizard yeah things? the neck lizards and they would like um affect Calm everybody yeah they yeah. would have like an aura right. around them right. like that's not horrificus yeah right, right? like that's just a good time maybe an inquisitor <laughs> is going to show up at some point and tell everyone hey like get rid of your reptiles but yeah. they're not going to launch like a campaign right. against them right so i think yeah, like you could consider that the Terralace were horrificus. The, um, what's another one that we just talked about? Okay, the, the Striite. The, the Sloth. Actually, no, they're no, not. No, because they're not, because they don't yeah. know about them. Yeah. The well, stri- and if they were, they would actively They're destroy worse them. than horrificus. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting but horrificus. Like the Striite. Yeah. The small spider like Xenos that they fought the Blood Angels. Yeah. That would be Xenos horrificus. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the Blood Angels just had a grudge. Either are or not. Yeah. A potato. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right. So after the Thazim, we're going to talk about the Thexian. Or the Thexian Elite. Yeah. They're also called the Thexian Elite. Yeah. So and they are a biomorphic race. They're few in number, but strong in influence. They're like super persuasive. Like they love negotiating and they're good at it. Um, I, I picture like a very charismatic race, like able to like sway crowds of people. Yeah, and like I don't know, this might just be my mind taking it, but like biomorphic, like they'll they'll take on like they'll figure out like what appearances are like good to trade in. Like humans like a big old busty woman to trade with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So then they biomorph that, and then is that what that means? Biomorphic. Yeah, like the the easiest thing to look up is like a tyranid, and they have biomorphs and different biomorphs. Like, a biomorph is a scything talon or a devourer. Like, oh, it's a okay. different... 
Huh, so they yeah. have different forms. Different forms, That's yeah. what that means. And, like, biomorph implies that they can, you know, do it at any time through biology, like, oh, morph I your see. body. Oh, I see, okay. So, like, I... So not shapeshift. Not shapeshift. Like, yeah, it's more through, like, scientific or birthing means. Right. Yeah, it's not yeah. so much shapeshifting. Hmm. Um, yeah, so... Where were we? Uh, Biomorphic, I don't think, is a real word, by the way. <laughs> Is anything technically a real word? Yes. <laughs> some some things are definitely is, real words. Is a meme a real word? A meme? Yeah, a meme. Yes. Uh, is it? Isn't it now? I think it is now. Yeah. Yeah. It was adopted into the dictionary. That's fucked. Humanity's fucked. Uh, so <laughs> these guys were powerful in combat. Um, when any negotiations failed, they they were like they'd morph into like these big creatures. I think you didn't write that down, but I swear that they would. Yeah, it's a, well, it says, when guile is not enough, they are also powerful in battle. Their battle forms are quite horrifying. Oh, okay, yeah, battle yeah. forms, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I guess it doesn't plot. Mm, battle kinda. forms, I guess they might have, like, a warrior battle it, form class. It makes me think of, um, from that book series, like, The Way of Kings. Sure. Like, there's, like, those slaves, like the Parshmen, depending on, like, who they fused with, they would gain different forms. Huh. So maybe they just have like a ritual where they can actually like change like certain yeah. aspects of themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, they created the Thraxian trade empire. Nope. They created the Thexian <laughs> trade empire. Although Thraxian is exactly a that's why it's, yeah yeah it's good <laughs> to, to distinguish between them. Yeah. No, yeah, they created the Thexian trade empire, but Thexian. I don't don't know if it's still around. Right. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Probably is like. Yeah. All right. After the Thexians, we have the Thraxians. <laughs> and the Thraxians were assimilated into the greater good during the first sphere of influence. So that was, was when the Tau were relatively new. Yeah. Right? So probably only like a couple hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, they are chitinous and multi-limbed, and that's, that's about all we've got on the Thraxians. Yeah. Now my favorite race of all time. All right, the Thunderlord. <laughs> Such an odd name. What a, what cool, a name! Though. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, it, it makes sense when you uh, figure out what what it is. What is it, Mark? Uh, so it's a single spectral energy creature. So this it's isn't not necessarily really, a race. Yeah, it's not really a race. No. It's just one guy. Yeah, and it held the feudal world of Sovereign like under its grip, and uh, it would demand uh, like sacrifices of thousand individuals to like please <laughs> it. So like when you th- see like the Thunder Lord, like that's what these people on the planet were calling. Right, like, exactly. My lord, yes, my lord, yes, my Thunder Lord. Like you know, like, <laughs> makes sense. Um, eventually, a Death Watch kill team was dispatched to destroy it, and only one returned with its shattered crystal heart. That's yeah. crazy. It is pretty crazy. So, like when when we were first talking, we're like maybe it was like a Satan. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. But it, in the ter- in like the whole context of the conversation, it, it didn't really make sense mm. in the end. But it, yeah, because that like, was like the flavor we got out of it was like this being who like viewed himself like above everyone else and just demanded like held like this world in thrall, mm-hmm. right, and just demanded blo- body sacrifice so it could grow strong. And, yeah, yeah, crystalline heart shattered. I don't know. It's, it's a cool image. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next we're going to talk about are the Thyrus. So check out their image. They're pretty cool. Yeah. They're very cool, actually. So 
They are a squid-like creature, and so now that you think of a squid, they have quadruple forearms, with each are triple-jointed, so they can bend in like a lot of crazy ways. Hmm. Um, and their lower tentacles have like a massive strength to them. They have four eyes, uh, two on the front and two in the back, and I believe the ones on the back can see in infrared, hmm. and the ones on the front can see in photosensitivity. Weird. Weird. Yeah, it yeah. is odd. It's like... You can see an infrared behind you, just not in front of you. <laughs> huh. um, they have, like, no bones, but they have a single cartilaginous, like, central column that yeah. gives them, like, their shape. Hmm. Um, no endo or exoskeleton at all. And they're also called squiddies yeah, like, by, like, humanity. They're squid people. Yeah. Almost. A little different, but, hmm. yeah. I, I think of, like, oozes. No. Yeah. Mm. Like well, with from limbs. The, yeah, an ooze with limbs. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's crazy, too, is they have the ability to change their color and surface texture at will, like just like octopus. Yeah, can. it's very octopus type. Yeah, thing. like um, their society is based on performance and they have no concept of victory or defeat. Like their whole tactics revolve around like what's going to look cool. Yeah, who like, can inflict the most damage? In the coolest way. Yeah. Like sure they could virus bomb a planet from orbit and that would inflict heavy damage or they could go down there and they could do this whole ground campaign and like charge the trenches and like you know like <laughs> anything that just looks cool. For some reason that's what they do. That's what they like. Um <laughs> Yeah, like, they're just, like, they love the performance. That's their culture. Yeah. But huh. a, another distinction to them is that they don't care who, the like, the damage is dealt to. Yeah, like, like they don't care about victory or defeat. But they also don't care about comrades. Yeah, like, as long as it looks cool. Like, that image of them charging a trench looks cool. So, yeah. like, let's do that. Yeah, even if, like, they all die yeah. in it, right? I like that because y you couldn't use normal tactics when fighting against them, right? No, you couldn't. Because it wouldn't work. Yeah, because they're not trying to win, Yeah, right? <laughs> they're just trying to look cool. Yeah, you don't even know what they're going to do. Yeah, really. and just, like, imagine, like, a huge wave of them, like, all changing their texture and their colors as they charge yeah. you. And it's just, like... I like this. I like that because that's uniquely alien. Yeah, right? yeah like, it is. as a human, you can't even really comprehend that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they use a lot of plasma-based technology, um, and like their plasma-based technology, like they even like, hey, you want to shoot some green plasma? Let's shoot some, you know, like <laughs> everybody rainbow plasma. So like down the trench line, everyone's just shooting a different color plasma, like one after another. You know, like, there's like a Beatles song in the background. Yeah, it's just or like something. everything they do is just around like what looks cool. Yeah. So, huh. very alien. Yeah. That's a good way to That's put cool. it. That's cool. Yeah. All right. The next one we're doing is the Togorin Blood Reek, and uh, these guys inhabited the Ghoul Stars. Inhabited, so they're gone. Yeah, we're inhabiting. Ah, who knows? Yeah. That's all we've got That's on them. Got. It's yeah. just they were in the ghoul stars. Although I bet their blood stinks. Why? It probably <laughs> smells really bad. Oh, blood the reek. Blood reek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then... Yeah, they... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> That's not what they call themselves. They just call them the Togoran, you know? Right, but we call them the Togoran blood reek. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, the, and the last race we're going to talk about today is the Tushepta. They're a race that came into contact with the Imperium during the Great Crusade. Safe to say... They're gone. They're gone. As any nice. good podcast should end, it's with the extermination of a race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that is what we're talking about today. So of all those races, all the way from the Oreti 
to the two Shepta. I, I think of all the episodes that we've done so far, this one had the most images. It did. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, go check them out. Like, some there's, of them there's some really su- cool ones. Yeah, actually, like, all of them were super sweet. There's a lot of good races in this one that we just chose. Yeah. Um, but that's going to lead us more to our second portion yeah. of what we're talking about today. So, if you guys had to pick a favorite race of all these, who would it be? Uh, Mark, who would you pick? The Squiddies. Really? Yeah. Like You just like that idea of like doing the coolest thing ever. Yeah. yeah like it's it, cool. It, to yeah, me, I agree. it's the epitome of 40K. Like, the rule of cool. How many times have we said that? Sure. Like, this is the epitome of 40K. Like, there's no practical reason to run into battle with a chainsword, <laughs> but it looks fucking cool. You know? Like, it's just... Combat, to watch it would just be so cinematic, you know? It would be. Yeah. And like, yeah. All right. Rio? Um... Definitely for me, the sloths are my favorite. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a close second for me. Yeah, they're also really unique too. Yeah, like there's not really anything else like them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Jordan? And oh, sorry, oh, were yeah. you still going? Oh no, 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 it's good. Yeah. No, keep going well, if you got some. So what what uh, appeals to you about them? Their completely evilness. You can relate to it. Like. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I would. I'll, I'll play the devil's advocate again for for the slog because <laughs> okay. this is from a human perspective, right? Yeah, <laughs> and all they they just eat humans, so of course humans are going to think they're completely evil because yeah. all they're trying to do is just eat them all the time. Yeah, but from these guys, maybe they're maybe they just they're trying to live and they just have to eat that much. Yeah, to like survive. a cow to us, like to we would be completely evil to a cow because all we do is just eat them. That's not true. Sometimes we shampoo them and blow dry them. <laughs> only and, to eat them. Yeah, only so friends. that they're sometimes appetizing we, later sometimes on. Sometimes we make friends with them. Yeah. No, I know. Mark? Ah! No, Mark's point is a good point. <laughs> Despite your no. hubris. <laughs> no, there are some people that have cows as pets. Right, but we're talking in general. But there's no slog that would keep a human as a pet. If they need to, they will chop off your head, put it in a sack for later. Yeah, but delicious. <laughs> I I agree with your analogy. Though, it's completely. Yeah, yeah. I don't because it's uh, it's not exact. It's completely not, evil. Whereas humanity is to completely cow, evil. No. There's nothing good about humanity. There all we do. Some, it's it's is, all perspective. There I are think. some cows that would view humanity as friends, but there are no humans who would view the slock as a friend. But we're talking about cows that live like on a farm and right. are specifically for the purpose of our food right that cow would see like if that cow had a perspective if it was sentient enough to have a perspective in 40k they are (laughs) its perspective (laughs) would be that mercenaries that humans are are completely evil yeah also but that that is like the humanity race as a whole sees them as completely evil not a cup, not a portion of humanity, because it's just a portion of cows. Ninety-eight percent of them, sure. Almost all cows view humanity. No, as but evil. I, I don't think all of humanity does, because it, it says they actually will give. They, I think they even trade with some humans and they give them trinkets. No technology. Way. Yeah, here I'll read it to you. So it says. Um, let me just find it. Give me one sec. So I gotta go the, to that. Side. The sloth provide humans with technology, wealth, and trinkets, encouraging mankind. To tear itself apart over these items. <laughs> but the people wouldn't know that. They would gladly take these trinkets from the slot. How, how does that even work, though? Because I, I think on certain worlds, they, they kind of slowly will infiltrate the, the society. 
Do you think, okay, because some Slock, they can cover themselves with their shroud armor or their yeah. shroud cloth. Do you think that when they're trading with humans, we know that they are slogged? Would you trade with a maggot being covered in a viscous mucus? If it had or, something I really wanted, or maybe. Or do you think maybe they are hiding who they are to give you something and then watching you tear yourself apart and feasting upon you afterwards? It could be that way, too. That's, like, but, I, I can't see that, like, an actual person trading with them. But maybe the slogs it does uh, say they view give themselves. Things, so. Maybe they view themselves as like um, they bring like sort of balance to the galactic ecology. So they so <laughs> like they're they're sort of thinning the herd, so that so to speak, so that so they could see themselves as doing like a moral good. Yeah, I, for the galaxy. I just think it's from. I like, don't know. There's no evidence that says that. I'm just yeah conjecturing. Here. Yeah, exactly. But there's so little known about them that I don't think it would be fair to say they're objectively completely evil. Yeah, they are. From a universal perspective. It says in the book, they're completely (laughs) evil. You guys are still arguing about this? Yes. Because, okay, so Rio had an interesting point, is that... I don't need to know. The fans don't need to rehear it. All right, fine. But you left the room, and that's your fault. You missed it. The first time I really had to go pee in a podcast, so... (laughs) That's your fault. (laughs) Had to be done. Um, But, so, okay. Jordan, what's your favorite? Um, of all of these that we've talked about, I think I lean towards the rat gull. Yeah, that's um, a cool one too. Yeah, I, I think it's just cool that they're, uh, um, that they're actually like a very fleshed out race, and um, that there's actually like a culture and a pecking order to them. Yeah, uh, that they're not just because a lot of these Xenos races are just kind of like irrelevant. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, they're just sort of placeholders for some other race. Yeah. You know, they more serve a, like a plot purpose for another race, you know? Yeah. Whereas the, these guys actually kind of are a little bit, they exist sort of Yeah, like on you said, own. like they have like their own organization. Like we know how their culture works and like their motivations where like you, the same could be said for the sloth. But, but like all we know is that they have a hunger. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. And I do, but, I do like, I do that, like that they're almost like uh um, they're they're almost like a wolf pack, almost like a galactic wolf pack. Like yeah. they're a hunting race, you know, yeah. and they they sort of scour the galaxy hunting species, and that's that's sort of like a prey animal, you know, that yeah. that hunts in packs, and and like they they sort of like um they sort of uh they really rely on like being like a team to hunt rather mm-hmm. than just like individuals hunting. Yeah, yeah, they do do that. You yeah. know, and and with their uh obviously they they pack so many of their species on one ship. So they obviously need everyone. So I think it, it's sort of interest just kind of an interesting race and uh and a force to be reckoned with as well. Definitely. Yeah. Especially you know, like, their ships. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a galactic player. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, my favorite is the sloth. Mm. I, I love them. If ever there was a race where like I'd want to like encounter in some kind of like RPG, like that would be it. Right. I'll make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think that would be really cool to interact with, especially because like they are, they have a decent amount of personality Mm -hmm. around who they are as a race. So that's my uh, favorite. Um, next question. If there was a race that you were more curious about and you wish had a little more information, what would that be, Mark? Um, I don't know. Actually, like a lot of these ones in here were pretty fleshed out and pretty good. 
mm, nothing really jumped out to me that like there was a couple episodes where like I would love to know more about those that one empire that was ground to dust and fired into a star with all its <laughs> right, like that exactly. one I would love but none of these ones really jumped out at me as like okay like either they were super flushed out or, there was or they were exterminated you know like there was yeah hmm. okay fair enough I don't Rio, have one answer Rio do you have one um give me one sec okay let me just think about Jordan that. I would just say the the uh, the Searshin yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Just because of the the black heart system and oh okay, the, yeah, the, right. they're primitive, but they live in sort of yeah, uh, yeah. these these ancient. I uh, will change ruins. my answer to that. <laughs> no, yeah. you're not allowed to do that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a Lutz move right there. Uh, yeah. No, I I agree with you for sure. A, a lot of it is because I'm uh, like I'm a Necron guy. Yeah. And so I see the instant like connection there, and I'm like, ooh, like. What did they do with the Necron back in the day? But yeah. now your image of And like, why haven't they been just like completely wiped out too? Like mm-hmm. why are they still alive? Right. How yeah. did they survive yeah. that long? And yeah. and what does their prophecy actually look like? Yeah. And and this transit system now that's in my brain. Like how <laughs> yeah. does that yeah. work? Okay. Is Huron Blackheart, is he from that system? No. No. Okay. No. Alright. I just thought maybe <laughs> name name connection, yeah, I could see yeah. that. But uh Rio, did you get one? Um Definitely the Strixus. Strixus. They're the dog, the, the pug. The oh, pug. The, the, the gross creatures. guys, the yeah, embryo yeah. dogs. Did, did you go on their Lux Academy page? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like they have a lot of information, yeah. but yeah. it almost suffers from that same repetitiveness of, yes. I forget what other no, things I, I named, but yeah, yeah they're kind of neat. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're just, they're they're a unique, another unique kind of interesting race, but. Yeah, because like, you know what their motivation is and it's just trading, like yeah. just. It, like it doesn't even matter what they're trading necessarily, just as long as they're trading. Like you know their motivations. Yeah. So it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. But do you you know what else I want? I want pictures from from Games Workshop of all of these races. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But, for sure. Okay. But what for, about but, the ones that just have like literally one or yeah, two sentences? Yeah, I still want a picture. Do you, yeah. But for, okay, for, uh, if you're an art department, what more? What better task could you? could you have than just to use your imagination and just come up with whatever you yeah. want like this race the Togorum blood reek there is no description of them yeah. you would have pretty much like full freedom yeah like to to make whatever you wanted these guys to look like and we then g-dub just has to give the thumbs up yeah. right like we should just get our fans to start doing uh fan <laughs> art and like oh god uh, yes. just like posting them just it's all just gonna turn into just rule to see 34 their, yeah. stuff their oh, conceptions of, of I think I'd rather have uh, a petition uh, where everyone can sign and then Games Workshop has to lock somebody in their basement (laughs) to just paint 24-7 hours a day or to draw. uh, draw. Yeah, Yeah, but wouldn't that be awesome? Just release like a book of the minor Xenos races. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. Like I would read, I would get that book because it would have so many cool pictures in it. And even write a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Flesh out the stories a little more. Like, um, Last time you had um, Paul on your on the show, right? Yeah. And he was saying that he really liked the art, and I have to agree. Like, it's just it's so interesting to look at. Yeah. And and you know, a picture can say so much about the world. You know. And you do have a lot of like artistic liberty within 40k yeah. about like your conception of of a race. Yeah. So it is, which I think is pr- probably makes it a little more unique than other. Like we talk about Star Trek or Star Wars, right? But. Mm-hmm. Which are the other two, like the big sort of uh, sci-fi's, but like yeah. with with 40k, there's it seems to be there's like a lot of like diversity within like uh, what 
what a race looks like. Yeah, there is definitely no standard. Like yeah, anything yeah. you can think of can happen. Like there's a one we talked about in another Zenos episode. It was uh it was like literally like a like a almost like a the race was like almost a film of some kind. Like it was uh, I can't remember what it was called. I think I It was, it was like a space episode thing. With Peter, wasn't it? No. No. Oh. No. I don't think so. Oh. Maybe it was. And like they they almost they like leech off a sun or something. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Energy, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. just like really different. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. uh, just want to point out, you guys keep saying sci-fi. Forty K is a fantasy. Oh god, I don't even want to have this <laughs> argument with you because you're wrong. Like, I think you've had the argument before. <laughs> probably have. This um, is like uh, after. Okay. Is it though? I just want. It, no, it totally is. He just wants to trigger me. No, but it, Star Wars seems more like a space fantasy. It's both. They are. It's it is a, it is like Star Trek is one of the only sci-fis. Um anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark had something he wanted to talk about after we were done uh this is Zeno's portion. So I'm going to let you take it from here. First of all, it's a sci-fi. 40K is a sci-fi. Fantasy. Because fantasy. everything no, they, yeah, can they, be broken down to science. Except we might for the not warp. It's science like it's we fiction. might not understand science it. fiction. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fantasy. Like yeah. The old ones knew what the warp was. They know how to use it. They knew what it was. It's energy. Do you do you not believe in energy? Do you not believe energy as a scientific thing behind it? Like you're a fool, Eric. So there's, there's <laughs> like there's my first Mark's forty okay. k rant right. of a day. You know what? And my second Mark's forty k rant. I am going to ask people to say to tell me whether they think it's a sci-fi or a fantasy, and I will show the description of this is what makes something a sci-fi. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is what makes something a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Where do you think forty k fits? Just in put that? a poll up. Exactly. That's all, that's all I'm going to do. I true. Okay. We're, do your thing, Mark, because this is really cool, actually. So go go with what you're doing. Um. So everybody close your eyes here with me. Can I set the mood? Set the mood for me. Dun, 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 it's always that beat. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> of course too, it is. Too aggressive. Bring it back. <laughs> okay. So we, we've talked many times about doing a 40K RPG. And uh, my newest thing that I want to do is a 40K RPG with Tau. And uh, I think it's the fifth sphere of expansion. Or maybe the fourth. I forget which one when like the entire Tau fleet gets lost in the the Great Rift and gets who knows what happens to it. So you uh you're on you and your group start on a Tau Manta missile destroyer and you know you're just waiting for your orders, you're all like locked into your seatbelts and then boom like this warp rift happens and everyone gets sucked out and you get thrown across the galaxy. You awaken you like look up around I, you. Sorry, are There's, we playing the game right now? Oh, I'm hoping to. Oh, this okay. is the first session. <laughs> like, and you look around, and like the, there's sparks flying, and like there's dead Tau fire warriors everywhere. And you look around, and you you four the fourth sure. And you look around, and like yeah, it's just like your ship's wrecked, and you have no idea what happens. Like the Tau have never jumped through the warp. You don't know what the fuck happened. Like yeah. So then you look around, and eventually you see like your other party members who are also regaining consciousness, and like. You all unstrap yourself and you get up and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Wow. I like that. I really so, like that. Basically, that's the the beginning of it. And then, um, I'm basing the whole storyline like very indirectly. Like what when I want you to get the image of, think of Star Trek Voyager. Like the the Voyager is flung across the galaxy and like their whole purpose now is to get home. 
But like what's crazy and what would be awesome with doing this with the Tau is like the Tau when you go to like another planet and you're like, we need some resources. Like they're actually willing to trade with like other Xenos. And right, like, right. You you would actually could make allies and enemies like depending on your actions and not just you're an Imperial, there's Xenos, boom, enemies. You yeah. Know? Like and like your whole goal is to like survive and actually try to work your way home. And uh, yeah, you collect resources and like the other big component of it would be like. Uh, heavy battlesuit customization. So, like, each one of you have, like, your own battlesuit that, like, this one, we've somehow integrated stealth suit technology. This one has more guns. Like, like it's mm. a huge part. And this would also allow you to, like, be in combat and, like, your battlesuit got damaged, you've lost your right arm. Like, the battlesuit has lost the right arm. So it allows you to go into these, like, dangerous combat situations, but... St- you're relatively safe. Yeah, there's no real threat of personal death. Like, yeah, there is, but like you'd have to once again do something crazy. Right, you know? right. Like, go into a collapsed dying star. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the whole like in just over the campaign, like you take this like sleek, elegant Tau Manta missile destroyer and you turn it into like you rip out all the seats and you like create like hammock beds and like the the hangar bay below is full of like just all these random Xenos equipment that you're like welding onto your battlesuit. It's just like, yeah. So that's, that's my good 40 K rant of the day. I want to do that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It'd be sweet. Cause it would kind of like, kind of play like a fantasy RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would have so much freedom and like a lot of adventuring. Exactly. Yeah. Like yes. lots of exploring new planets and like, yeah. Seeing different people and interacting yes. with new things. Yeah. So. And, and you're just, not you're not killing everything exactly well like even if you did an eldar one you're you're most likely going to end up killing everything like yeah the 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 tau would be the best race to play yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. because they're all quote good (laughs) and like yeah eventually like maybe some of your characters get like super jaded towards the tau empire or like you know and eventually you get more just go try and find farsight (laughs) sure but yeah that's that's the image I wanted to paint. Yeah, and it'd be more simple because you you wouldn't have any psychers either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so. There's no crazy weird classes or like weird things that you have to try to account for. Yeah, for yeah. the players and everyone would kind of be on an even playing field. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, that's a cool idea. It'd be cool. It is pretty cool. That's rant end. It's yeah. a good one. I like it. Um, well, thank you guys for listening to our. 18th episode yeah this is our 18th episode thank you uh we've got one more minor xenos race episode coming out after this um we got a bonus episode in between yeah please uh go review us on itunes um tell your friends about us send us a message if there's something you think we missed or you want to hear more of let us know send us your cool rpg ideas for uh yeah like what do you think is a sweet idea or Build a character, like tell us his backstory. Yeah, like, whatever you're into. Yeah, uh, we don't care. We just like to talk <laughs> about stuff like that. Uh, and then send us your memes too. That was Rio's idea that you should just send us your 40k memes. Just start posting shit on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. Because it's fun to just look at these pictures. Yeah, it'd be nice to see. Uh, like, yeah, even if you want to post your models, like just post anything on our Facebook page. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it'd yeah. be cool to see people's models. It is pretty cool. There's a couple. Like we've seen a couple knights. Uh, we've yeah. seen some Tyranid stuff. Uh, All praise to Games Workshop for finally uh, uh, pre-releasing or um, previewing uh, three new Xenos. 
Oh yeah, so no, yeah. They, props to them. Yeah, um, they finally uh, Tau, Necron, and the Dark Eldar. Yeah, are codexes? those codexes are going to be coming out? I think they said March is the when the last one will come out, and everything else will come out in sure sometime uh, until then. So that's pretty exciting, especially for me, a budding Necron player. Yeah, um, yeah. I got nothing else to add. Good times. Good times. Thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you on our next episode. Peace out. <laughs>